As someone who is so excited to garden this spring, yet really wants top quality soil, I'm really excited to introduce you to Coast of Maine, which is an esteemed brand renowned for its organic soil offerings. And if you're seeking to infuse your home environment with a nourishing essence that promotes flourishing plant life, you're going to want to listen to this because with over 28 years of expertise, Coast of Maine has meticulously crafted soils sourced from oceanic waters and farms certified for organic cultivation. It's so nice to find such a sustainable sustainable, eco-friendly brand who really emphasizes the importance of natural ingredients to enrich their soil. And I mean, they have, like I said, top quality with rigorous quality control and OMRI listed certification. Their diverse range of products caters to all gardening needs. Most of our soils may lack appropriate nutrients for success for our plants and our plants need this. We want to regenerate the healthy microbes in our soils to set up for gardening success and just for our plants to thrive. So if we add Coast of Maine products, this will indeed help. Whether you're planting trees or shrubs or perennials in your yard, adding Coast of Maine soil in your planting holes leads to a long, slow feeding of your plants, making them self-sufficient and vibrant, which we love. Let's say you want a vegetable garden. Not only will you receive abundant harvest, but there will be less feeding and maintenance throughout the season. Amazing. You know that everything grown in Coast of Maine soil is organic and safe for your family and friends right out of the garden. And then you get to also feel good about their sourcing as I'm so thankful they provide natural ingredients because they will never include household waste or biosolids. And we know that nothing nurtures the world above better than the soil below cultivated from products and practices rooted in coast of Maine. And so they will continually perfect the art and science of sourcing, mixing, and composting products worthy of the people and the place that inspired their brand and the healthier world it was built to serve. Coast of Maine believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers. We love supporting local and the products are carried by local retail partners who can provide advice and insight not found in big box stores. So Coast of Maine knows from beginner to expert. Anyone who takes a hand to the land has something to offer the growing community of gardeners everywhere. And their products make organic gardening simple and approachable so we can all garden. So let's get to growing. Visit coastofmaine.com to find a local retailer near you. That's Coast of Maine, like the state with an E, coastofmaine.com. I'm all about that fuss-free glam. Give me makeup that's versatile and feels like air on my skin and has ingredients that love my face, that's good for my face. You know, clean ingredients. And don't even get me started on mascaras because I do want them bold and lengthening. <laughs> and so we have Thrive Cosmetics, which I've been using since 2020, obviously because I appreciate their foolproof products that make it really easy to apply for any skill level. And they have a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look, but also they give back. Every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive, hence why it's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E, Medics. Thrive Cosmetics and Bigger Than Beauty skincare are not just makeup brands, they're a whole vibe. They're all about empowering us to rock our confidence, and when you support them, we are helping other communities thrive. Their stuff is not only easy to use, but 
no nasties, zero parabens, sulfites, phthalates. They are 100% vegan and cruelty-free. Let's talk lashes. Thanks to Thrive's liquid lash extensions, I must say that my lashes are just so beautiful and lush. It adds lengths. There are no clumps. And also, guess what? It slides right off with warm water. So no raccoon eyes here. And I appreciate they have nourishing ingredients that support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. And it's a unique formula they use that creates these tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. We've had problems in the past with the link, but the link does work now. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics. C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 10% off your first order. Mama Bali's gonna put put you exactly in touch with the people she needs you to talk to and yeah. take you like you can have a game plan while you're here but mama bali is really going to take you where she wants to go so this lady she's an expert in the one problem i have a problem with where i'm questioning physics and how weight loss can possibly work because i'm doing the craziest things in the world like i'm like raw vegan i'm like doing everything right but i'm really punishing myself i have yet to reward myself Every step I take in a run is punishment. Every meal I eat is punishment. I don't enjoy one meal because I've stripped away everything that tastes good and I haven't been able to lose weight even though I'm doing all the right things. And I, I, I even did a Google search before I got here. I said, is, is weight loss metaphysical? Now let the magic begin. Hello, Soul Tribe. It's Raquel, and I am here. I am here in Mama B, Mama Bali, Mama Ubud, the land of medicine. That's what Ubud means, by the way, in Balinese. And I'm honestly just allowing her to simply take me wherever she darn wants to take me to go. She definitely has her own agenda for me, therefore, I don't really create one. And she has indeed, indeed taken me on quite an adventure, which there are some highs, some lows, some tests, a couple shadows I realize that um, I can definitely release, which I believe I did. But for whatever reason, she's just taking me on this journey for the growth of my soul and giving me certain glimpses of some things I should work on right before I step in and hold space for the retreat. Yes, there are many, many crazy synchronicities and experiences that just have already happened in this week that I've been here. And one of them indeed was meeting up with today's magical guest, my new quantum friend and quantum soul brother, Charlie aka charlie rocket aka charlie ceo charlie aka maybe even charlie jabbly or jabbly i don't know how to pronounce it i'm sorry charlie but i'm so thankful that 
we got to connect. So thankful. Now Charlie has done many interviews, of course, on other podcasts and even TV shows, really just inspiring the world with his transformational life story. I mean, he comes from the hip-hop world, and not even just comes from that world. He was actually like a young CEO millionaire in Atlanta managing a hip-hop company and street executives, and he sold millions of records... (laughs) through his clients like uh his grammy award-winning client two chains and travis porter which you know they're saying bring it back bring it back it was one of those songs that kind of hyped me up (laughs) anyway um he also battled with depression and binge eating and even a brain tumor yeah yeah ceo charlie aka charlie rocket had a brain tumor and that changed his entire trajectory of the direction he wanted to go he wanted to live for him instead of managing others which how can you not honor that so he just made the decision to pursue his childhood dream which was to become an athlete even though he's managing a star he decided to listen to what his soul was telling him to do And now look at where he is and I have an inkling of a feeling I can see where he's going and it's very, very far. So yeah, he was actually over 300 pounds and he lost about 135 pounds and he became vegan. He ran marathons. He reversed the brain tumor and even became an Ironman. So he did one of those Ironman marathons, which is one of the most intense events you can ever endure (laughs) but you'll hear him admit something that mama bali showed to him in this episode and for me personally that really deeply resonated he's here being tested to take the quantum to the next level sure it's easy it really is when you understand this stuff to manifest money i think that's like my easiest and success in some ways because that's not you You know, that's not a part of you, but when it comes to your health and your body and your love for yourself and relationships, that is a different story. So I can't wait for you guys to hear his newfound awakening in this journey he's on. It's beautiful and I can't wait to see how he grows, his soul expansion. There's indeed going to be at least one major golden nugget of wisdom that resonates with your soul deeply. So um, mark my words <laughs> that there may be an energetic shift within you. I've said this once. I'm going to say it again. The universe, our guides, our divine guidance team has just such a funny way of guiding you to people for whatever reason. And they'll plant someone in your life that just may reflect something within you in some way in which Charlie has for me in so many ways that he doesn't even know. And it's just intensified when you're in this spellbinding energy of a bood. Knowing him was medicine for my soul. You're going to hear so many parallels and so many synchronicities, such as our binge eating disorders that we've had to experience and our ultimate life desires, what our soul feels called to do. And also just our family from the same place in Atlanta. We're both in entertainment before this and decided to chase a dream for ourselves, yada, yada, yada. But honestly, I think we talk about that because when you are so in it, it you kind of like black out what was said. That happened to me afterwards. I realized I just know it was such a magical moment and I haven't re-listened to it except for just to make sure the microphone was good, which by the way, shout out to his amazing editor 
who makes audio sound like liquid coconut oil no matter the case. Adrian, thank you so much. Adrian edited this episode with his brilliance sprinkled with so many miracles somehow um, because apparently wise guy Charlie set me up with a crackling mic and we didn't know because we didn't have headphones. We're so professional. Um, but somehow Adrian, he just made it work, even though you're going to hear it is slightly still crackly. The audio is not perfect on my microphone, but what really matters, like you can even skip through what I say if you want to, but what really matters is you hear Charlie's and he was, he was clear as day. So thank goddess that it was recovered. This was such an intense episode. Let me actually paint you a picture of it. So Charlie and I were sitting on his balcony overlooking the rice fields with our mics in hand and our phones away we were just totally unplugged and the full moon so yeah it happened on the full moon we were actually going to do it the day before but just something didn't feel right he came to my place there was construction and, and energetically we both just didn't feel right about it we looked at each other and it was just like no no not today and so we made it work the next day and i've totally forgot that it just also happened to be a full moon so yes, the night of the Capricorn full moon and lunar eclipse rising. Whew. And we started when it was light and ended when it was pitch black. So <laughs> buckle over to our conversation because you are listening to this for whatever reason. And I have no doubt in my mind that something will speak to you in some way because he is a storyteller and a half. In fact, he's also going to be sharing it was such a powerful podcast. He's going to also be sharing this episode on his podcast, The Charlie Rocket Show, which you should definitely check out too to hear what he has to say in his intro, if he has one. And there's just so much you're going to take away. So download both of the episodes. Also, I just have to know, be prepared because there's one of the mo craziest moments of my life that happens in the middle of this where you'll hear me suddenly freak out out of nowhere like a crazy person. So um, if you listen to last week's episode with Jordan Younger, where she talked about shape, sh shape shifting, uh, yeah, so the universe really has a funny way of warning you of your innate gifts because she just planted the scene that apparently I could do that too. In fact, I think we all can, but you know, Charlie and I, we were so deep in the conversation. It was dark out. We were soul gazing and you'll hear it. I'm not going to give it away, but in that moment, another sign and synchronicity and message actually of where Charlie is at and that he's on the right path was delivered to Charlie as well. Yeah, he's just on a 180 because if I were to have reacted like that a year ago, maybe even a few months ago, Charlie would have been like, this girl is crazy, which I think he probably thought anyways. Actually, I know he thought, but yeah. So <laughs> anyways, um, can't wait for you to be surprised with that. That's just the magic of Ubud. Along with somehow last night, we happened to cross paths for the last time to say goodbye. No intention on meeting up, but we just both happened to follow our thought whispers to go to alchemy. And it was definitely like Mama Ubud having us say goodbye for whatever reason. And so, yeah, I'm just allowing things to unfold. So if something ignites you, please like write it down and maybe take a picture of it. Your quantum, he talks a lot about the quantum in this episode and he has a quantum possibilities journal and so feel free to dm us yours or dm us your notes that you took or just how you felt um and maybe even something where you can take a screenshot of it and then i'm sure i'll definitely share it on my story and perhaps charlie will too i have a feeling he'll indeed at least give you some love back 
because he's that type of guy even if it takes him a little bit but yeah so this intro has been quite long two last things first of course this episode is brought to you by skillshare which i'd love to challenge you listening to dedicate the time this month to try one course to expand your soul in some way because it's only it's free it's free for two months when you go to the url skillshare.com forward slash magic there are twenty five thousand courses at your fingertips with a variety of different things you can dip your toe into. I mean, they give you guidance on creating YouTube videos, painting, writing, podcasting, poetry. You can start a business. You can design your website, prototyping a mobile app, perhaps even managing music like Charlie used to do. <laughs> I don't, don't quote me on that because I didn't Google it. But basically, in some, they have got people that are experts in their field to help you out. And also, if you're looking for a new hobby, I mean, why not just dip your toe into many different things till something really sparks something within you? So again, that's skillshare.com forward slash your own magic to start your two months for free. That's skillshare.com forward slash your own magic. And last but not least, of course, you know me, I gotta do, I gotta get, I gotta do the Yomi review of the week. And this one's from Kayla G. She writes, Dearest Raquel, this podcast found me while I was going through some pretty rough times. I've suffered with severe anxiety and depression over half of my life. At times, it's, it's crippling. I found this podcast about four months ago while I was in a very dark place. Not only is Raquel's voice soothing, but it also took me out of my own head, which I so desperately needed. I'm forever grateful to this beautiful soul for creating this amazing podcast. Truly, you helped bring me out of one of the darkest places I've ever been. So sincerely, thank you, XO, Kayla G, aka your girl, Grace Aesthetics. Kayla. <laughs> well, one, I'm obviously beyond thankful for this beautiful love note that you sent as these reviews fuel me to continue to just deliver these cosmic universal truths for our soul even in our dark times because we're human we're going to go through dark times we can still find some light in some way so i so i'm so thankful that i get to deliver messages to you for your soul in some way that's actually an honor <laughs> really is because every human's life so matters um i also was just going through a dark time i posted it on the instagrams like my 17 months of pretty much who i mean of course there were pockets that were also fine and great but i just wasn't ready to fully go out there yet i would have moments where i thought i was over it and then it would come back and i just realized like that is the cycle of life right now um as long as i find my own happy place i i feel so much better and aligned and i love the, all the different types of spiritual tools because that does light me even though yeah my mind might sometimes want to get into a depressive state i know the little things to do to light me up that fuel my soul so i'm happy to deliver some to you in some way all right ah I love you all so much. This is going to be a long podcast. Like this was a long intro. Um, I'm not dividing it up into two parts. I decided to just do it all in one. So with that being said, I believe it is time to let the magic begin with Charlie. I feel good. I'm on a winning streak. You are. We're going to be talking about winning streaks because I want everyone to know. Tribe, I am here with my new friend, 
who is absolutely an incredible human. And it's crazy. We went to Seeds of Life yesterday, which is, as y'all know, my absolute favorite restaurant in the world. So I got to meet and hang out with Charlie there. We ate so much food. <laughs> I know. Wow. Well, no, I ate so much food. You only had one dish and you made me I eat some of yours. Two. What'd you have? I had, I had the miso soup. Okay. And the pad thai. Oh, you did have the pad thai. And then you forced me to eat. It was good. And that prevented you from having a dinner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to go get the tacos, but I was too stuffed. Yeah. Thanks to you and your Which, pad thai. He has been raving about these tacos. Like raving about these tacos. Apparently, they're the best. Nowhere the near Mexico. <laughs> and I had the best tacos of my life in Bali. Not even close. <laughs> I'm surprised. Yeah. Yeah, actually, no, I'm not surprised. Bali somehow has this magical way of making every single dish full of love, mm-hmm. high vibrational. Mm-hmm. You feel it. You know what's interesting about us uh, yesterday? We had just met each other. Yeah. And then. Like, it started off with Seeds of Life. You were like, you know, let's go to breakfast. And I was like, Seeds of Life. You're like, that's my favorite restaurant. I was like, mine too. <laughs> and then just all the similarities. Like, there were so there many. There are so many synchronicities between us. From so- entertainment to yeah. eating disorders. Yeah. It's like I'm the male <laughs> version of you. Yes, that's it. It's oh crazy. my gosh, it's crazy. And we're talking about Bali is like mm. a mirror and there were things yesterday that you were talking about that totally was a reflection within myself that I was like, "Whoa. This is something that is buried deep and I need to see and work on, which we'll talk about." But yeah, there were so many parallels and so I know you are in my life for whatever reason. Don't I have no idea what it is yet, but I just know that you're an awesome, awesome person. Thanks. And I'm stoked that I, I really hope that this blossoms into a beautiful friendship. It's already done. Run it. I know. <laughs> I have a new friend. Like when you came over today, I just felt like super like like me coming from the hip hop industry. Yeah. My guard is always up. And I'm sure you could tell a difference in me it. yesterday than today. 100%. Because we're taught like. Like, I got into hip-hop when I was a teenager. Yeah. So you're taught very early on not to trust anybody. Because um, now that I'm, like, out of that world and I'm in this world of, like, inspiration, like, it's still a part of me. But I still don't just, like, accept off the get-go. I, like, observe. But, like, when you came over today, I was just, like, sitting by the pool, like, what's up? Like, it's like I've known you for years. Exactly. You're right. The energy was so different, drastically different between yesterday and today. And I think there was a bit of a wall. Mm -hmm. But I noticed you are a keen observer. Mm -hmm. I would notice that the way you just would look at my eyes or gaze at my facial mannerisms because you were in my body language because you definitely are reading people. But also, I feel like you can sense the way people feel mm-hmm. deeply, too. Even if you were to close your eyes, you would probably just know. Yeah. You yeah. tapped in. Like, I, I'm curious what one week ago Charlie was like. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even let the interview happen. I was embarrassed of myself a week ago. I was so... Mm-hmm. I'll, t- I'll tell you what a week ago was like. All right, tell me I think it was ago. this exact day a week ago. <laughs> we got some friends. What type of animal is that? They're having a good time, Charlie. That's how I felt a week ago. I was making weird noises in distress. (laughs) Okay, they stopped. They heard us. Um, 
So a week ago, I was, I was, I was actually getting a foot massage, crying my eyes out. Like I, I, I came to Bali to figure out the answer of why I had not been able to lose weight, and it all started with me wanting to like know what it's like to love myself mm-hmm. like if i get fit i'm gonna love myself so i did a really good job of losing 130 pounds but then it just stopped and i said okay if i do this iron man and when i cross the finish line i'm gonna be at my goal weight and i'll be able to celebrate life that finish line to the iron man will be my celebration mysteriously all my weight loss stopped when I was doing my training. And when I crossed that finish line, everybody was celebrating for me and I wasn't celebrating because I'm like, I did this for a reason. My reason wasn't to do an Ironman. Like I wanted to do an Ironman because it was a big, bold goal that can keep me accountable. But I was doing this because I wanted to be fit. And here I am crossing the finish line and I'm not fit. So then I come up with another journey. I'm a bike across America because there's no way, there's no way in heck, Mama Bali's listening, there's no way in heck that if I bike across America seven, eight hours a day, 80 miles a day, when I get to New York from LA, there's no way I'm not going to be fit. Well, I finished that journey and I was still stuck. 40 pounds overweight. And then I, I started working with Nike. I had all of my dreams come true, become a, a, a Nike athlete. And I'm on the cover of Runner's World magazine. Yeah. And I couldn't celebrate because I hated the way I looked. It's like, I'm an athlete. I'm on the cover of a magazine. And yet I hate how I look. They love my inspirational story. I just wanted to be fit. I'm in the commercials with Colin Kaepernick, LeBron James, Serena Williams, and everybody's like, Charlie, man, you're in the most famous sports commercial of all time. And I'm like, I'm not at my goal. How could I be happy? So I kept coming up with these new missions and new missions, and I've gotten so depressed, and I would self-sabotage myself because my whole identity relied on my scale and my mirror. And I'm like, I'm trying all this stuff. You know what they say about like insanity? You do uh, the same thing over and over and expect different results. Yeah. But there's a different level of insanity of like not even trying the same thing, trying everything and expecting results and not getting any. Like that will drive a man or woman insane. Every diet, every exercise, the biggest, most difficult things in the world and not one result has changed. And I was on I was on Logan Paul podcast and I challenged him to um, complete Navy SEAL test to like train and do the Navy SEAL test and I was going to start which is intense which is intense which yeah. is me just picking another journey saying well if I do the Navy SEAL test I'll get to my goal and I'll love myself mm, that's so, what you were really saying in that moment exactly it was just me just. Coming up with something else. So I said, you know what? I'm going to go to Asia and I'm going to train for my Navy SEAL test in Asia. Like Mr. Miyagi Danielson, like up 4,000 steps with buckets of water. And my friend Brandon, 
uh, he's a master Nike yoga um, trainer, and and he said, Charlie, I think you need to try something different. I think you need to add some yin into your life because you've got all the yang. You know how to make big businesses and you know how to bike and run and do crazy stuff, but you don't know how to sit. You don't know how to heal yourself. He said, your answers are going to come when you stop for a little while. And I said, you know what? I'm so desperate. I'll try anything. I'll try anything. So if that's what you feel, he said, come to Bali with me and let me introduce wow. you to Yin. Well, it got worse. Like my self-sabotage, my depression, it got worse. Once you arrived. When I got or- to Bali, we had a, our first meal was at the yoga barn. Um, he was showing me around um, all the different places and sat down at yoga barn and I'm talking to him about some marketing stuff because I'm a marketing guy. And then this lady overheard me and she like butted into our conversation and she said, can I come in and talk to y'all? And I'm like, who are you lady? Like we're having a conversation. She's like, I, I, what you're talking about is incredible. I need to learn about marketing. I was like, yeah, sure. Come on. Like she was nice, but she like definitely like wanted to talk about marketing or needed help with marketing. So I asked her, what do you do? She said, well, like I teach people about why they have trouble losing weight. I said, go on. She said, well, like weight loss is not always physics. It's not like calories in versus calories out. Like there's a lot of like metaphysical involved with it. And people can block their own blessings with their weight loss. I look at Brandon, I'm like, Brandon. This just happened when you got here. Wow. Like this is my first person that's come up and talked to me. And I look at Brandon and I said, bro, what is going on? He said, this is what mm-hmm. Mama Bali does. Mm-hmm. It does not surprise me. Like, Mama Bali is going to put, put you exactly in touch with the people she needs you to talk to and yeah. take you, like, you can have a game plan while you're here, but Mama Bali is really going to take you where she wants to go. She has her own flow for you, her own rhythm. So this lady, she's an expert in the one problem I have a problem with, where I'm questioning physics and how weight loss can possibly work because I'm doing the craziest things in the world. Like I'm like raw vegan. I'm like doing everything right, but I'm really punishing myself. I have yet to reward myself. Every step I take in a run is punishment. Every meal I eat is punishment. I don't enjoy one meal because I've stripped away everything that tastes good and I haven't been able to lose weight even though I'm doing all the right things. And I I, I even did a Google search before I got here. I said, is, is weight loss metaphysical? Like, because I believe in the law of attraction. I believe in quantum. And I'm able to do all these amazing things in my business. But in weight loss, I seem to be attracting the opposite. Mm-hmm. And then there's this, like, interesting word that that is dangerous. Like, words are powerful. And it's very dangerous to worship a word called losing. And in weight loss... We need to lose weight. Mm-hmm. We're worshiping a word mm-hmm. that is the opposite of what we want in life. Nobody wants to be a loser. And when we focus so much on the weight loss, the losing, we actually become a loser. 
And that's what happened yeah. to me. I stopped yeah. winning because I needed to lose so bad. And it stopped. And when I met with this lady, well, actually, I didn't meet with the lady. Brandon would hit me up every day. Did you meet with that girl yet? I'm like, no. Nah. Did you meet with that girl yet? I'm like, no. Nah. Um, he's like, why? I said, I don't feel good. I like, I don't want to invest that energy right now. If I don't feel good, I don't want to meet with her. Because Brandon and I are here in Bali and we're working out every day. And I'm waking up every day and I'm looking in the mirror and like nothing's happening. I'm eating all this good, healthy food and nothing's happening. I'm just beating myself up, beating myself up. I'm going on eight mile runs up mountains. Like I'm, we're like doing burpees for like two hours. Like we're doing crazy stuff and I'm not seeing anything change. So I just got to a point where I'm sitting in this massage chair, bawling my eyes out, saying, I'm so tired of fighting this war. I'm just, I was just, I was just crying. And I haven't cried since like 2011 when I was over 300 pounds. Like I was, I was 300 pounds for many years, but 2011, I was really fed up and I was just crying. And I was so tired, and that's when I decided to go see that girl. And she told me that I was I was causing I was causing all my weight loss to stop by like punishing myself. She said, How many times have you like thanked your feet for being able to do that run? She said, Have you ever like thanked your legs? Have you ever it's like your body is like a slave, like it's doing work and you're like, you know, slashing it with a you know, a rope. Like, it's never getting any praise. It's never getting any love. It's never getting any gratitude. All you're doing is punishing it. That's why you're not losing any weight. She said, when's the last time you had a piece of, like, vegan cheesecake and, like, not felt guilty about it? I said, never. She said, that's a problem because you should be able to eat that. She said, for the next five days, I want you to eat whatever you want. And I want you to know it's okay. I want you to thank your body for doing what's right. And I've been doing it. I've lost weight over the past five days and I feel so free. And she's like teaching me about self-love. And Bali is just, Bali is healing me. Like I've never experienced this. Like it's, it's, it's quite incredible. And then I get linked up with you who has such a similar story. Like you've already figured all this out. No. And I'm on the path of yeah. learning what you know. You say no, First but you figured out so much. Dude, come here. Can I just honor you for the fact that you shared this story where I know you are influencing hundreds of thousands of people and you've influenced them for a long time when it comes to your yang energy and you get people all fired up about, yes, I'm quantum, I am quantum, I can do this because Charlie Rocket did it, he did this, yet I have chills right now because you just, you just had this energetic shift with, within where you realize the truth that was underneath it all, which I can very much relate to. And it had to do with your worth feeling as though it was valued on your shell mm. in some way. And the fact that you had that very magical and not at all a coincidence run in <laughs> with the lady, which was indeed supposed to happen for you to know because the universe knows that you know the power of how metaphysics and this quantum and our quantum fields work. Mm -hmm. So though you were going through this dark time, it happened for a reason. I mean, mm -hmm. first of all, obviously the way you hold power when you share a story, the universe knows that this is your gift. Mm -hmm. But 
the thing about having these journeys and these stories is that they take time. And so we'll be in that dark place for a long time, even if we have this sunny demeanor that everybody else sees. Mm -hmm. There's still something else that's going on underneath. Yet sometimes we can't quite articulate it yet. And then you decided to listen. Yeah. And you decided to listen. And honestly, you are glowing. You look amazing. <laughs> Thank he, you. You guys, he is dapper. He is <laughs> handsome. He is glowing. And you do you, <laughs> you have the lean. Like, you look lean. And also, I can tell you feel lean. But it's been a hell of a inside, week. It's been, it's been a hell, hell of, a of a week. I'm telling you. So you may have heard of me boast about my love and obsession with the fabulous Fabletics. And if you have not taken advantage of their buy two pairs of leggings for $24 yet, you are missing out. So right now, go type in your URL, fabletics.com forward slash your own magic, and pick two pairs of yoga pants for $24. That is a steal, especially with the quality and style that Fabletics provides. I love how it fits on my body. And yeah, they may be a sponsor, but I can confidently say some of my leggings from there are my absolute favorite. And I happen to have quite a massive collection and selection of yoga pants. So Fabletics is now my go-to. Also, by the way, they're Sports bras are bar none my absolute favorite. I I actually don't even wear a normal bra because to be honest, I just I can't stand them. So I wear sports bras everywhere, where whether I'm working out or not. And I'm actually very well endowed in the northern region, if you didn't know. So I'm perhaps maybe a C or a D naturally. And um, yeah, keep in mind, I'm very active, so I love to run and do intense yoga, but I don't want to feel the pressure from that area. So I need some really good support and comfort for the remainder of the day when I'm not working out. So I have many pairs now of their high and medium impact bras. They even have low impact bras if you prefer something a little looser. Also, they have a bra called Raquel Sculptnit Sports Bra, spelled my way, by the way. <laughs> which is crazy because not a lot of people spell it that way. So um, did I have to buy it? Yep. Do I love it? I'm absolutely in love with it. <laughs> so much so that I wear it a lot, especially because I love its support and it's just breathable for any shape or size. When you do go to select your two pairs of leggings, may I recommend one of their seamless high-waisted mesh power hold leggings as it is honestly just so slimming. And if you happen to be bloated, then um, it will hold that area pretty well intact without discomfort. <clears throat> I'm speaking for a friend, of course. Yeah. <laughs> or get their super cozy and flattering cashel fold over pure luxe leggings. I have many different looks. I think I have all the different looks that they have in those. So, and yes, they sponsor me, but I actually bought those myself because I just needed more. <laughs> they were so comfortable. So in sum, I'm definitely a fan of... Fabletics, because they're basically the Netflix of activewear with a large library of looks, and they're always changing up their styles, and they always have great sales. So again, make sure to go to fabletics.com forward slash your own magic to get your two pairs of high quality 
yoga leggings for only $24. That's fabletics.com forward slash magic and feel more flexible through your practice. And there was one more point that I just really wanted to honor about you is that you were, you're going on this mission obviously for a reason, but the only way to really get to those people who are truly going through this deep down, yet they haven't been able to recognize this within themselves, whatever it is that holds them back. For you and I, it had been this body image issue. Mm -hmm. For a lot of other people, it could be something else. But the thing is, is that we seek all these external things. I too have done every diet under the sun. We seek all these external things. Yet, it's just when you shift yourself within. And the irony of the fact that when you were running the Ironman, it's one of my favorite pictures. You had self-love on Mm -hmm. your body Mm because you were just owning it. But to know what was really also going on deep down, Mm -hmm. like that breaks my heart. But at the same time, I'm... I... I'm so amazed at the fact that you were able to admit that just now. Your vulnerability is going to do wonders. Thank you. And I'm learning like the power of love. Like when I wrote that on my chest, I wrote that on my chest to search for it. Like, it's like I always believed if like I dress up as something, like I create a superhero for anything I want to be. Yeah. Like when I was eight and I buried my dream of being an athlete, I said, okay, well, what's realistic for me? I could be a businessman. So I gave myself a superhero name. I said, I'm going to be CEO Charlie. And I dressed up as CEO Charlie. I, I wore a suit. I like went to school. I replaced my backpack with a briefcase. And I became CEO Charlie. Like It took a long time, but I dressed up as him. And that kept me accountable to all my friends, to everybody. I said, this is who I am. And then you fill the container you're given. Mm-hmm. I gave it a CEO container and I filled it. And then when I got, you know, big in business and I was very unhealthy, I, I, I walked away and I said, you know what? I want to go back to my childhood dream and I want to become an athlete. It's the one thing I never could do. I was always overweight, mm-hmm. you know, and I called myself Charlie Rocket. And I dressed up as Charlie Rocket, like these colorful clothes, headbands, sunglasses, and I would dress up as the athlete I wanted to be, and yeah. I became him. Yeah. So when I did that, that was actually the Chicago Marathon with Nike, where I wrote Self Love. And mm-hmm. I was so depressed that day because this was after the Ironman, this was after the bike across America. And that Chicago Marathon was supposed to be the next finish line where I was going to achieve my dream. Okay. And the day of the race after training for four months, I was still the same weight. And I was so depressed. It was so dark. I just remember dark darkness in my life. And that morning of the race, I was wearing a blue shirt. And I told I was just looking in the mirror and I just hated it. I just hated that another mission had been, was about to be accomplished and I couldn't celebrate. Mm. And I said, I really just wish I loved myself. And I told my best friend, Scott, I said, give me a marker. And I said, you know what? If I want something, I need to dress up as it. And I wrote self-love on my chest and my stomach. And when I was running the race, I took my shirt off about a mile in. And within 20 seconds of taking my shirt off, somebody in the crowd, like the Chicago Marathon is one of the biggest marathons in the world. 
Somebody in the crowd screamed at me, South Love. And I ran for four hours and 20 minutes of people screaming at me, South Love, we love you, Self Love. Like my name became Self Love. And I saw for the first time in my life that like everything that I hated about myself, everybody thought was amazing. Like the fact that I was like trying to find my self-love and showing people like everybody saw something different than what I saw. Like I see something that disgusts me. Everybody else sees some somebody who's amazing. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was on the airplane one time and I was, you ever watched a movie where like, there's like a really fat person and we like love that fat person. They're of just course. so happy. And when they they're dance. They're usually my favorite character. <laughs> exactly. And it's like, we love overweight people. Yeah. Like, they're just so like, especially when they love themselves. When they love themselves. That's, yeah. And I'm like, everybody loves me but me. And I'm like, when am I going to just see what everybody else sees? And that's what Bali has been teaching me. Like, the whole concept of this trip has been around the word love. Like, when that lady, Lisa, when she said, like, have you ever, like, given love to your feet or given love to Mm -hmm. your liver? I'm like, my liver? What are you talking about? (laughs) She's like, no, your liver works really hard. It deserves your love. Like, it deserves. Like, you ever, like, thanked your, like, stomach? Have you ever, like, thanked your body for losing weight? I said, no, I always punish it for not losing weight. Well, guess what? Like, it's not going to do good. And then I thought about, like, that water test. Yeah. Where you like freeze water, you give it love, and it freezes in a beautiful way. Mm-hmm. And you give it hate, and it freezes in a, like a very like fragmented way. Yeah. And I thought about it like, our bodies are like 70% water. Yeah. And I've been giving my body so much hate, it's like fragmented. Yeah. No wonder it's not losing weight. I never give it love. So, Bali has taught me so much. <laughs> and it's just like... It's just been a dream come true for me. I get to eat vegan cheesecake and lose weight. <laughs> and five tacos, the tempeh tacos. Unbelievable tempeh tacos. And I haven't had one negative thought. You know what it would have been like in the past? If I had a piece of vegan cheesecake as I was eating it, I would be saying, oh, Charlie, you messed up. Oh, you yeah. need to go work out after this. And then tomorrow <laughs> you need to eat only salad. And then like as I'm eating it now, like... I'm like, oh, my body's going to process this and like I'm going to lose weight probably because this is super healthy instead of thinking it's bad. So I'm just like, it's like a whole new me a week later. So that was like the longest answer ever to a week ago. What was Charlie (laughs) like? Like that was that was a a journey. Well, I I am so absolutely just amazed at this quick snap of a turnaround you have endured. Like, look at you. It takes, most people, honestly, they don't really fully understand quite what that really means because they hear, everyone hears like, oh, love yourself self-love what does that mean you know like Mm -hmm. that what do you mean love myself sure I love myself I'm gonna go treat myself to a pedicure I'm gonna you know like little things like that but Mm -hmm. like what is real self-love what is some how do you know how do you really really truly find the divine essence that is within you and embrace that but you 
<laughs> you've been able to shift those negative thoughts simply just by listening to whatever she had to say and acting on it? There was a few things with it. Like, if I probably heard that same advice um, in my normal environment, yeah, I, I probably wouldn't have, like, truly understood. So, like, if a flower is not blooming, Mm. You know, like, you don't change the flower, you change the soil. Yeah. Like, I actually decided to go on a three-week journey to find something. I ch- I wanted to change my soil. Yeah. And I was intentional. I didn't know why I was coming to Bali. I, I thought I was coming here for weight loss. It ended up being about love. Yeah. Like, I just knew something had to change, and I put myself in a new environment and Mama Bali started putting people in my life. And, like, I've been stuck for years. Years. And a couple weeks can change your life. Like, mm. wow, like, I wish I knew that before. But it all was for a reason because I was supposed to go through it. Like, the darkness. I'm, also, I hear people talk about, like, with Bali, like, they, they, they praise, like, in the Hindu religion, they praise, you know, the evil spirits as well as the positive spirits. Mm. Because there's evil, there's darkness in all oh, of us. So, like, darkness and light are on the same level. Mm-hmm. Like, one isn't worse. One shouldn't be looked to escape to only be light. Like, it's like, no, nah, if something bad's happening, look at it and be like, yeah. all right, cool, that's supposed to happen. Exactly. And, and that's what I'm learning. Like, it's not something to just get away from. Like, that day I was crying and breaking down, that was perfect. Because that's what led me to actually go show up and actually talk to that lady. Yeah. Like, it just pushed me to that breaking point of actually going and showing up. And you wanted to seek that light side. You wanted to seek it. Because how do you recognize the beauty of actual self-love? How do you recognize the beauty of anything and that is light without having that dark period of time? Mm -hmm. And those tears... You also, I mean, it does not surprise me you released them here. You needed to release them. There was more that mm-hmm. you were, was probably escaping, more energy escaping you than you even know. But how freeing was that? And that was able, you were able to, it was, it cleared your mind. You're mm-hmm. more lucid now and you can feel, you, <laughs> you can feel yourself, your actual soul and love it because I hope that everybody, I hope you see what everyone else sees and feels about you. Thank you. Yeah. I'm, I'm starting to see it. I love it. So for the first question. <laughs> <laughs> Best first question ever. Well, actually, this is the first question I usually ask. The okay. magic guest. But um, we'll just we'll start it now. Okay. What excites you most in this season of your life? Besides mm. what we talked about. <laughs> what excites me most? Like, I'm... I'm I would like to consider myself like some sort of thought leader, right? Like people follow me for my thoughts and my perspective and my journeys. And I saw a, a fundamental flaw in um, in the way um, thought leaders or like people of influence or celebrities, uh, I see a flaw. And I'm going to hold up my, my hands because this is usually the way it's structured. This is the, the paradigm is I'm gonna hold this. okay so this uh, this is a pyramid for everybody who's listening i'm holding up two hands using my left and my right to make a triangle 
with my index fingers and thumbs. And at the top of the triangle is the celebrity or the influencer or the thought leader. And everybody else is below looking up at them. Mm -hmm. And I said, this is a fundamental flaw because what needs to exist is the exact opposite. Like we're like in this day and age of um, like social media or even podcasts, there's no community. Like there's no true conversation. For example, like if you message somebody on Instagram, like you probably are going to get a one word or like emoji reply. Yeah. Like like there's like the psychology of the platform is to not actually converse. It's mm-hmm. a it's like a two second psychology. So every platform has a different psychology. For example, we go onto Instagram, it's like a two-second psychology. We go into Netflix, it's like a 45-minute psychology. We go into YouTube, it's like a five-minute psychology. But like if you pay attention to how you're going about Instagram, you're doing like two seconds here, two seconds there, two seconds there, two seconds there, to where even if you swipe up on something and it takes you to a website, you're even treating that website like Instagram. And if it doesn't even like load within two seconds, you're already clicking X and going. Yeah. Like it's very, very fast paced psychology. So when something's that fast paced, there's no true community because you got to go deep. It's the shallow end of the pool. So coming back to the triangle. That's the paradigm right now with the celebrity at the top. Mm -hmm. What needs to exist is the exact opposite. (laughs) Where you flip the paradigm and the celebrity is at the bottom and that celebrity or influencer or thought leader creates a community that platforms everybody else and makes everything about them, not themselves. Mm -hmm. Right now, like in the world we're in, like everything has to be about us as Mm -hmm. a thought leader. But we need it to be about everybody else in order for it to transcend for example like i'm really fascinated by um aa like aa meetings okay like alcohols and all this yeah because it's like a church yeah like i don't know who started aa but it can carry on thousands of years it's like a living organism that is the upside down triangle who started it somebody at the bottom but this whole like pyramid upside down pyramid exists and can go on for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years because it's living like it's like the church it's like veganism who started veganism upside down triangle we don't know right but it we're carrying it on you're a preacher Mm -hmm. i'm a preacher i'm fascinated by that if it relied on the person who started veganism it would have died when he or she died yeah okay so what a community truly needs. So when you take a, a triangle that's like this, mm-hmm. a, 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 it, a correct It's pretty triangle, planted. It stays there. It's pretty found. When you flip the paradigm and you make it about everybody else, yeah. what do you notice? Ooh, little heart right there. A heart. Become like, a heart. Because if it's planted in love and it's mm. about everybody else's success and it's not about us anymore... Mm-hmm. Now we have something that can last hundreds and thousands of years beyond us. That's that's what I'm excited about. I'm excited about that, too. I also see with the upside down triangle, you can actually just continue to kind of add layers because those people who are at the top mm-hmm. that this person decided to raise up, they're continuing to build and build. It's just a bottomless, mm-hmm. endless, topless mm-hmm. yes. triangle. Exactly. It Otherwise, can go up forever. That's if right. If it's just upside down triangle, I mean, it's already has its foundation. It's in its ground. It's rooted down. 
Yes. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. That's a yeah. that's a great perspective. Yeah. A regular triangle can't go up no. anymore. A upside down triangle can <laughs> go up forever. That's amazing. It's infinite. It's infinite. Wow. You don't even need to curl it in with the heart. I mean, that's that's there. Oof. You just dropped bars. Oh. Wow. All right. Dropping your expensive mic. <laughs> <Right now. laughs> I actually want to rewind back to something. There was a little piece. You know how our minds work. When someone says something, we have like a snippet of a thought and then mm-hmm. we go back into it. Mm-hmm. And you said something in that upside down triangle that reminded me of your previous story that mm. you shared for the first question about losing and how powerful mm. like the actual word mm-hmm. is because mm-hmm. words they do carry so much meaning within us subconsciously so like you said you want to lose weight saying losing mm. you're losing the game at trying to mm. what you re- really intentionally want to create so perhaps even shifting that what if you were to have a year ago though of course you were going through this entire thing Mm -hmm. for a beautiful reason because in two months from now you're going to be so happy you had that horrible journey of weight yeah absolutely (laughs) but i feel like you lost weight since yesterday i did it's going it's coming off like you are it's just melting it's melting yeah because you are peeling off the layers that are not needed because you're getting down to the core of you which just purely loves you um but i that's beside the point what i was going to say is what if you were to use the word like I want to release this way. I'm releasing this way. Mm-hmm. I'm loving. I'm thankful that whatever is coming off of me is gone every single day. And just to change your phrasing. Absolutely. I never want to say the L word because you know what my no. catchphrase is. It's like the opposite of my catchphrase. The winning streak? I want What's a winning streak. Oh, winning like, streak. That's yeah. what I'm known for is winning streak. And here yeah. I am focusing on losing. And that's just not me. I got to be winning. When did you realize? When did it really occur to you? Like, I mean, of course you felt this deep down, but when did you admit it to yourself that I, I'm kind of losing right now because I I don't feel good deep down. I mean, it's been, it's been a tough, like Bali, Bali is a mirror. Yeah. So they told me I got the experience firsthand and I also experienced a mere like it was more chaotic yeah. um when i was in sedona like i went to sedona which is another vortex my heart was like i'm like i didn't even know like people go to these places like knowing like this is where you go for like spiritual journeys yeah. my travel agent was just having me look at a resort for like a health retreat and she's like, you should really go to Sedona. I'm like, why would anybody go to Sedona? Like, I like beaches. She's like, she's like, just trust me, just go. So I'm like, yeah. okay, I trust you. So I go. And I'm there and I'm looking Wait, around. this is your travel agent that recommended she's, it? She's like the coolest she's lady. Into, she's she's, she's very she's awake. Okay. Uh, like, she's, she's like, she didn't prepare me for what I was getting right. into because she didn't want to scare me. But um, my first night there. My heart started racing about 8 o'clock. Don't know why. Why is my heart racing? I'm scared. Am I having a heart attack? About 2 a.m., I text her. I said, where the beep am I? Why am I losing my mind? Why is my heart racing? Why am I bouncing around my room like a ping pong trying to get comfortable? She said, oh, you're one of those sensitive energy people. 
Like she always knew I was special, but I never yeah. experienced this. She said, yeah, it can be tough. It can be tough. Just like hang in there. I was only there. I was only there for two days because I was just checking out a property and I was so uncomfortable. I was texting my friends like I'm losing my mind. I just want to grab my keys and drive mm-hmm. out of here. Like I don't know what this place is, but it's making me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like not a little uncomfortable, like insane asylum, uncomfortable. <laughs> like so I left and as I was driving away, I'm looking at the mountains and I'm like, Y'all won this one, but I'm coming back to figure out what the hell was going on. Yeah. And I came back, and same thing happened. But I wasn't, like, addressing the problems. I wasn't looking for answers. I was just wondering why I was feeling so bad. Mm-hmm. So when I booked the trip with her to Bali, she said, you know, this place is a lot like Sedona. I said, what do you mean? She said, it's a vortex. Like, you're going to probably be uncomfortable. Uh-huh. I said, oh, Lord, Jesus. Uh-huh. And it it did that, not to the point of like the heart racing and like feeling like I was insane, but extremely uncomfortable. And it took me 14 days of mere having to look to actually see what my problem actually was. Mm -hmm. And it was a self-sabotage problem. Yeah, that was that was it. I sabotaged (laughs) myself so much and I'm a very positive person. But when it comes to. My body image, self-sabotage. And that's honestly self-sabotage and these negative toxic thoughts that these voices that are so loud because they've been there so long, they feel like they have their ground and they stand their place and they feel like they control us. They are so powerful. They're lethal. They are Mm -hmm. lethal. They really, really can easily take over. And that's why you and I yesterday were talking about how beautiful it is to have that juxtaposition of the yin and the yang in our life. Like when you want to go into your business world, you go full force in your business world, but you also, you're going to spend maybe four months of the year. So like completely just retreating Mm -hmm. and that's so powerful for the mind. So those thoughts that really can easily take over in a noisy environment, (laughs) they, they're free to float away. Somebody sent me a meme once again, like, like Bali, like will like show you what it needs you to see. Yeah. Somebody sent me a meme that was um, it said, uh, "Food is the nourishment for your body, and your thoughts are the nourishment for your soul." I mm-hmm. thought about it. I was like, "How I eat is so clean, so my body gets like the cleanest food, but my thoughts, like, are like." processed mm. like roadkill like sausage <laughs> like vienna with sausages aspartame. <laughs> with aspartame and like corn syrup like <laughs> high fructose yeah like i'm like that's what my thoughts are my thoughts are so bad where my food yeah. is so good that i'm feeding my soul garbage and i was like yeah now i'm mm. aware of that now i have a a, a little like obviously i can look at food in a physical manner form and say, is this vegan? Is this healthy? Yeah. Or is this not? Now I have something to attach to my thoughts. Like when I'm having a thought, it's like, nah, let me make my thoughts raw vegan. Like only raw vegan thoughts from yeah. now on. Well, I mean, they're still going to be bad ones, but let's like at least get <laughs> back to raw vegan next meal. That is everything when it comes to what we put in our body. I mean, people who can just freely eat without any sort of guilt attached subconsciously there are sometimes thoughts that we don't even recognize yet 
those thoughts will really hold on to everything mm. for us. I mean, I too, I just, um, in recent months, because I was going through like, I've, I haven't fully told you, but you know that I have, was going through like a dark period and that my weight was creeping on. And I knew because I've been here before, been here, done that. I knew that this just was something that I needed to shift as far as my perspective on myself, like whatever it was, I needed to reprogram mm. my mind, whatever I was thinking. Cause I too, I wasn't so much, I was self-sabotaging, but not to that extent. It was more so I couldn't articulate these feelings that were going on as if my brain was just wired a certain way. No matter what I did, I was still, and no matter how, beautiful my life was I had this rainy cloud of depression I didn't fully understand it you know mm. what I mean and I and I would tell myself things I would go into a hypnotic state and like I would feel those a lot that love like that pure love vibrating in every cell of my being mm. in those trans and then I would walk out and I would feel so zen and great um but then you know something would trigger whatever that was and it wasn't until I mean, that's one reason why I went to the ashram. I was like, mm -hmm. I need to get rid of this. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is, it's killing me. This is lethal. Like, this is this is this is harmful. I'm doing everything. But then I recognize what really that thought was, and there was still just a huge sense of doubt. There's still this lingering pattern that I've carried with me since childhood, just childhood trauma that I wasn't able to um, uncover. Or it could just be from my DNA, but it was a deep subconscious thought that you are not beautiful mm. and that you're not beautiful enough for anyone, anything. People are going to leave you. You're worth abandonment. That's your, that you are always abandoned by people. Mm. And that was just lingering inside of me. And when I saw when I told me, my soul, like, this is not true. Mm -hmm. This is not true. What's true is that I am so worth love. I am so beautiful inside, outside, all sides, like everyone else. Which you said you think I have it all figured out. That that's not the case. I'm still reprogramming that because I'll have the triggers still come. Mm. I'm not depressed, but... I'd have, I'll still have the triggers that come. And, but when I started to, I've probably lost like 10 pounds or something, just telling myself, I love myself. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. And I believe it because I'm experiencing it. I'm like five <laughs> days in, I'm already experiencing that. And yeah. Nobody had ever told me that. Probably if they did, I would have still like not believed it. Yeah. So if anybody's listening to this, like you got two people right here, like <laughs> one that's experienced in like the self love and one that's like just now learning, and it's I'm telling you, there's something to it. Yeah. It's like real. metaphysical. If you believe in the law of attraction, you gotta believe in the power of saying I love you. And meaning it. Yeah. And feeling it. I do remember when I first started to do the mirror exercise where I would look in my eyes and tell myself I love you. It was just like me trying to do the exercise. Oh my gosh. 
You are shifting right now, as in like your face has transformed. Holy shit. Oh my God, you're shifting into so many different things right now. What? This is so crazy. Your face is changing. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Whoa, this is crazy. My friend Jordan was telling me about this and it's actually happening. What? Um, What's happening? When you like soul gaze into someone, you can see like other parts of them. Really? Yeah. Oh shit. (laughs) <laughs> and so my heart just dropped because that is like going on as I'm talking to you. Wow. Okay. Um, but don't worry. I'm normal. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Disclaimer for everybody listening. I think that everyone who's listening, they would find that actually totally normal. They're okay. very open. And that's the thing. This information. I think we'll only, if people are listening now and they've made it this far, it's because they're ready to hear it. Mm -hmm. So if you're listening right now, yet you feel like you're in a dark place, you are ready to hear this. You are ready to take the step and the leap and open up. A lot of people come to Bali and want to party and just like take pictures of the beautiful scenery, but you had an intention. You rarely touch your phone and look what that's doing for you. When I found out that Abu meant medicine, like my uh, friend, uh, my videographer and friend, he was like, let's go to the beach. I'm like, I'm not leaving here. This place is called medicine. Those other cities aren't called medicine. This is where I need to be. I need to be healing myself and the beaches can wait. The beaches can wait. It's Charlie time. Good for you. That's going to be more rewarding than anything and you're going to be able to heal more people and help more people i mean you want to inspire millions you wrote in your we have to talk quantum what Mm -hmm. is it again you have quantum possibilities Mm -hmm. your quantum possibilities journal he gave me yesterday this magical pen Mm. and i was feeling it i posted on insta story and i called it like hogwarts magic and i thought about Mm -hmm. it it was like this is quantum magic this pen yeah and i was just flown with it hogwarts too Hogwarts too. Yeah, yeah, Hogwarts, Hogwarts was as quantum as it gets. It's very true. We're we're in Hogwarts right now, actually. Like Bali is like Hogwarts. Like the special people are like called here to like unlock their superpowers, and it's like superhero uh, school, just like Hogwarts. Like we're in you superhero go to school. Yeah, absolutely. And it's nothing like external to teach you. It's all yeah. internal, like. Uh, we were talking about this. I don't think you watched The Matrix, right? Mm-mm, yeah. But, there's but, I, a, but I'm quite familiar because I call the world The Matrix. Like whenever I go to LA, that's The Matrix. There's a scene in the movie where Neo goes and visits the Oracle. Oh, yeah. You gave this away. And <laughs> Spoiler the, alert, everyone. No, no. This is actually different okay. than what I told you yesterday. So there was this like little girl um, uh, like uh, who's bending spoons. And like this like all these like special kids... And uh, like maybe four or five years old. And Neo goes up to her and she says, try. And he couldn't bend it. And she said, remember, there is no spoon. And when he did that and he tapped in to like, this is just a 3D world and I do have superpowers. He was able to bend the spoon. So it's like superhero magic is like getting out of the 3D and more importantly, getting out of the 1D. The 1D is our cell phone, like internet, like Instagram. Yeah. Instagram is one dimensional. 
yeah. uh, emails, websites, uh, TMZ. These are all one-dimensional, and they're, they're the most addictive things. Yeah. Like, Instagram is extremely addictive. It's amazing. Like, we live in a 3D world, but a one-dimensional, you know, information source can have a chokehold on us. And our 3D world that we live in is, um, you know, it's real. It's us. Uh, but there's, you know, I, I like to call it, you know, 360D. I don't know how many dimensions there are, but when I study you know, the ancient Egyptians, mm -hmm. because to me, they're the most fascinating people. Yeah, they, me too. I mean, those pyramids, we don't know how they were built. Right? Us in our 3D minds, where we live right now, do not know how they built pyramids. Yeah. So that's why I like studying them. And the way they teach is that there aren't five senses. There's 360 senses. Uh. That's their teachings. 360 senses. We have so much uh, technology in us, and we're putting so much faith in technology. Mm -hmm. Like, we have technology, but we got to go in. And that's what manifestation is. That's what, you know, all these, like, crazy things I've been able to do in my life, they weren't external things. It was me going in saying, I believe. I believe bigger. When I do that, yeah, now I'm learning how to believe I love myself. Mm. It's unlocking a whole new set of superpowers. In business, I always believed big. I always would say, oh, that's going to be easy. Like I'd tell my friends, like, oh, I'm going to be a Nike athlete. I'll say when I'm 300 pounds, I'm going to be a Nike athlete. They're like looking at me like I'm crazy. Like, you don't play for the Lakers. How are you going to do that? I'm like, it's going to be easy. But I literally believe it's going to be easy. I yes. believe. The word believe is what makes everything possible. And when we're talking about, like, my weight, I didn't believe. There was no love. There was no easy word. I always thought everything was going to be hard. Mm -hmm. So when you want, when you think something's hard, it's going to be hard. When you think something's going to be easy, it's going to be easy. When I told myself, oh, I love myself, it's going to be easy. Yeah. Like, it literally, I woke up the next day and I looked in the mirror. I said, bro, you're freaking awesome, bro. Yeah. Like, you're pretty, you're pretty cool. And people like you. <laughs> like, like, this is really going to be easy because, like, my mom likes me. My best friend likes me. Yeah. Like, people like me. to like then. <laughs> yeah. I was like, so it's going to be easy. 100%. So that's, um, that's, that's what it is. Bali is superhero school because it makes you go in. Anytime you go in and get from the out, it's uh, it's unlocking superpowers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She is. She's always unlocking superpowers. I was shape-shifting. You were... Sh it was crazy. You were turning into... Honestly, like, this goddess for a second, which I turned I into so a goddess. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. You're gonna, you're gonna think this is crazy, but I'm just letting you know You know, know why I, I don't think it's crazy? Huh? Because if I were to show you my notebook right now, like, this trip was about me tapping into the goddess frequency. 
like As, and we were just talking about this my friend brandon was explaining he said charlie you want to find love he said you've got to tap into the goddess frequency because mm -hmm. the goddesses are always watching and they're waiting for a man to tune in yeah. and once he tunes in they say he's ready yeah and um like i'm on day like like almost like day 30 no sex no porn no nothing i was like i'm going okay, complete yeah. goddess frequency i'm going like i've got to be worthy enough for a goddess and it's not mm. what i do in public it's what i do in private it's the conversations i have it's the thoughts i have it's everything like yeah. because they're always watching they know yeah. So it's like the goddess frequency was like my intention of like coming and figuring out like even like yoga. Mm -hmm. Like when I'm in yoga and I'm like seeing how you women know how to heal yourselves. Mm -hmm. I'm like looking around. I'm like, like even in Bali, like Bali calls like not very many men come here because y'all women, y'all know how to heal. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm so proud of y'all. Like y'all just know how to do this. I'm just now learning because I've been like scarred over and calloused up and like it even shows in yoga. Like I'm stiff. Mm -hmm. I can hardly do like anything, but it's because I'm so scarred. Yeah. And it's like I'm breaking it up. I'm breaking it up. And then you see me crying and then you hear me talking about like the goddess frequency. Like I'm learning that side, but I'm I'm like at university right now. I'm mm -hmm. like having to learn. So the fact you said you saw me turn into a goddess, mm -hmm. that just proved. And that I think I wrote in my, I think I wrote in my notebook this morning. I said I've tapped into the frequency. I've tapped into the goddess frequency. And then you just yeah. said I turned into a goddess. Like that's crazy. That well, that doesn't surprise me whatsoever. And you did. You transformed, <laughs> and it freaked me out. I'll tell you that. But you say you have these scars. Mm -hmm. but you're healing like mm -hmm. you are healing you're healing fast so they're more like wounds just some sort of wounds that are in there but you're able to, you're going to be releasing them mm -hmm. those tension spots those stiff spots you feel in yoga mm -hmm. you're going to be releasing them and you're going to feel so limber and free and be able to just tap into whatever area you need to heal because you'll ask and you'll feel and you'll receive but also i <laughs> You are such a rarity. You are such a rarity. You're such... That's the, the really cool thing about people in a booth that you just run into and you just happen to make these great friendships with, these great relationships with, is that you meet these people that have tapped into this... I keep saying tapped, but I'm just going to continue to use that word. <laughs> Why not? But they have tapped into this part of themselves that it's almost like, I think the most beautiful thing is it's almost like this is something that has always been there, but they're just seeing for the first time. Mm -hmm. You've always had this within you. Even when you were a hip hop mogul, you've always had this within you, but it's just so beautiful that you're actually seeing it and embracing it for the first time, embracing this frequency for the first time, instead of having to be a man, <laughs> be your masculine man self. Have that yang energy. Tap, and that's beautiful. It's happening today during the full moon. Full moon? It's that's, sort of like eclipse or something tonight, too. Wow. But yeah, so you're a rarity for a lot of reasons, not just that. But I had to let you know. 
Thank you. Yeah. All right. I'm back on the Instagram and I need to pick up some great photography and vlogging courses, I guess, for the YouTubes because I also just got a new camera. And so thankfully I've got um something called Skillshare, which you can actually try for absolutely no cost whatsoever for free for two months when you go to Skillshare.com forward slash your own magic. You know, I'm passionate and all about personal development and self-expansion in areas that just tug at your heartstrings. And so in light of this, I encourage you to take at least one course to expand in one skill because it's free for two months. So perhaps a portrait photography course to take Insta-worthy pics of your friends or an illustration course or animation or entrepreneurship, productivity, business courses, painting courses, writing, poetry, yada, yada. 25,000 courses at your fingertips to learn new skills and strengthen your passions. So yeah, you're welcome. Free for two months (laughs) when you go to... Skillshare.com forward slash your own magic. That's Skillshare.com forward slash your own magic. And start your two months today to expand your mind and soul with one new skill in some way. On with the show. When you reached out to me, did you know I was in a booth? No. No. So it was just I literally like, had no idea you were going to, but I, I was going to ask you like, when I get back in August, we should definitely just do, I was going to do like an online thing. Mm. Well, what I usually do an online call. This is, this is much better. Crazy how it works out. I get to watch you shape shift. <laughs> <laughs> you were scaring me for a second. I was, I, I, I was scaring you. You were freaking me out. <laughs> Man. I, I'm going to have to get used to, I guess, seeing that just happen. But you know what? I actually learned about this shape-shifting thing as well. I, I had a feeling it was going to come, that I was going to see it soon. Because a lot of times when someone exposes something to me, for whatever reason, that's kind of like a... It's almost like a seed is planted, like, just just fair warning. Mm. This is something that happens, mm. you know? So I hear about this. And... Yeah, that was really scary, but I hear about this. I didn't really think it would happen, but you truly just transformed. And I'm still mind blown from the entire thing. Wow. <laughs> this is a cool podcast episode. I know. This is crazy. <laughs> this is slightly different than the one you usually do. He usually has another story that he tells. This too. is this is this is fun. But this is where you're at right now. Yeah, they, they can go different. find those. They They're getting some unique with this one. I love this it. is so unique. Like I, I wanna know. like like after you upload it, I wanna put this on my podcast. Please like, do. My audience needs to hear this side of me. Like I love it. Because it's it's a lot easier when somebody like you is able to like bounce off of me yeah. with it. Like like my audience is I think 60% male and uh, I'm discovering stuff they need to know. Wow. So I've got to I've got to let them know what I'm experiencing. Like they might not like it at first. No. But by the end, it's kind of like Apple. Like <laughs> when they when they remove like the aux cord, like we're mad that they're like doing something different. Yeah. But now we're like I'm, I'm glad I'm we got earbuds. 
<laughs> like, you know, like AirPods. Like, That's what you're talking about. I was thinking like an actual Apple. I mean, we're talking, oh. you ta- you're well, raw vegan now. I'm thinking like an actual Apple. I was like, how is this like an <laughs> Apple? <laughs> no, no. So rewinding for anybody who didn't catch it. Um, like you, if you had a brain, you'd be destructive. So destructive, (laughs) Godzilla. Um, but like when Apple, the technology company, um, does something different, we don't like it. Like they remove the aux cord and we like are mad or they change like to the lightning cable, but then we end up liking it later. Exactly. So it's like. My audience might not like me talking about love. No. They're like, Charlie, go back to talking about running far. (laughs) No, like this is what they need to hear because I'm not going to, I'm not ever going to mold to just what works. I'm going to just report what I'm experiencing. And it's, it's, it's what people need. People need chapters. People need chapters, something new, something to grow with, not just listen to a few times and already I have that knowledge. I've gathered it. Mm-hmm. It's gone. <laughs> so thank you for bringing this out of me. Well, thank you for being you and so vulnerable. I so you know honor what? I don't even and call it vulnerable. You know what? I, you're being real. Yes. So when I think of the word vulnerable, mm-hmm. like people prey on things that are vulnerable. Like, 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 you know, a predator that preys. Con- you're right. When you put it in that connotation. What I call this it's just truthful. Yeah. Like you are. being truthful does not mean you're weak. You're actually stronger. Like yeah. vulnerable is weak. Truthful is strong. Hell yeah. yeah. So it's like. Heck yeah. Mama this, the, the industry or just like human nature calls like um, being honest, vulnerable. Mm-hmm. No, it's really strong. Yeah. It's the strongest I'll ever be is when I'm being honest. Yeah. <laughs> like I can't be preyed on. Like I'm no. invincible when I'm being In fact, honest. And you tapping into this energy, you are powerful because you are fully becoming whole, Hmm. whole in you. And by the way, for those that are listening and feel resistant, it's glad I'm glad that you brought this up because you remember when I said I'm just that when Jordan told me about the shape shifting, mm-hmm. she was just simply planting a seed. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, uh, you know, I had a kind of an inkling of a feeling it would happen, but I was a little bit resistant. And then it just happened. You're planting the seed for the people that are listening right now. They don't know when it's going to hit them. And they might be rolling their eyes right now. I mean, I certainly did when it came to anything woo-woo back in that day <laughs> when I was just in that very pragmatic Los Angeles mindset of go, go, go. I would roll my eyes at astrology. I would roll my eyes at anything, any talk of God, the universe, whatever. I I was just resistant. Mm. But then there was a shift when I felt myself more. Mm -hmm. And I'm so glad because I'm so, I feel so much better. I'm better off for it. Yeah. (laughs) it's a journey yeah it doesn't seem to have an ending like when i started down like the journey of health like me being from the south from atlanta like i had one vegan friend i thought she was weird i'm sure i'm surprised you even had one it's what she lived in california so it was like i would come to california she's like let's go out to dinner i was like we're not gonna go to one of those like vegan restaurants Mm -hmm. right so i never would have thought I would be vegan, 
But when I went vegan and I changed like, I guess it changed my frequency because what I was eating was alive instead of dead. And like, mm-hmm. like if, if you're eating something dead or processed or like can sit on the shelf for four years, even like a cliff bar, you know, mm-hmm. which is vegan, it's still dead because it'll sit there for four years. Like that's low frequency to where when you shift to eating something that's alive, you know, you're high frequency and they say you are what you eat. Yeah. So with me, at the time being 300 pounds and diagnosed with a brain tumor, I asked myself a question, is what I'm eating dead or alive? Like it was just, it was just simple to where I would look at a cliff bar and be like, oh, that's dead. Mm-hmm. Strawberry, that's alive. All right, let me eat. You recognize this when you were 300 pounds and you were on your weight loss. So you were aware of this beforehand. Yeah, like this, these were this the realizations. This is like a new Bali thing. No. Okay. These were the realizations I had to lose the weight. That's powerful. And I just made a list of, like, all the things that weren't adding up to my dream. Yeah. I was like, what is my dream? I was like, I want to be an athlete. Like, I want to be healthy. Like, I want to know what that's like. And I made a list of everything I currently do in my life, everything I eat. And I put my business and my friends and my city and just everything. And I was like, all this stuff's got to go. Like, I retired from my $15 million a year business. Mm-hmm. I, like, left Atlanta. I said, where's the healthiest place in the United States? And I identified one city, Santa Monica. Mm-hmm. I said, if I want to be healthy, uh-huh. I got to go there. And I dropped my butt off, and I felt like an alien. There aren't fat people in Santa Monica. <laughs> like, I literally felt like such an alien. Aww. But it was like osmosis. I was soaking up everybody's health. Yeah. And yeah. I became healthy. Yeah. And I learned. And, like, somebody said the word, like, spirulina. Do you know how foreign that Aww. is to America? <laughs> right. Like, like the, the word spirulina or maca. Like, these are foreign languages. <laughs> To America, like we got some people, some people on in California, and maybe some people in like New York. Everybody else, they don't know what these this health is. They like you say vegan, and they put up a wall. Yeah, like America is um, the standard diet is just you know like oh like we're going we're going to go to like a Chipotle, like that's the standard. Right. So. I, I I needed to learn it. And so I went to where I saw was the healthiest place. And I had no idea there was a healthier place in the world than Santa Monica. And found it right here in the boot. Like, this is officially the healthiest place oh, in the world. 100%. I mean, Santa Monica, you have, I mean, it's, it's, it's a blessing. It's a blessing that there is a healthy place in America. But, you know, I've never witnessed anything like I'm witnessing here. Absolutely. Oh, Oh, absolutely. Because in Santa Monica, there's all those different types of energies that you're surrounded by, which was perfect for you when you were 300 pounds and wanting to lose weight. Mm-hmm. Um, because that is where the weight loss really occurred, right? It was mm-hmm. when you were in Santa Monica. But you were around these people. We were, You and I keep talking about frequencies. They were had this frequency of health that they were tapped into. When you surround yourself with those type of people, mm-hmm. it happens. Like, like whatever I- you want I came here to learn about love. Yeah. Everybody here, like even like the Hindu religion, it's all based in love. Like and true I'm soaking love. it up. Yeah. Like we were talking about the flower. Mm-hmm. Change the soil. Like go on a little journey, you know, like 
these three weeks is going to change the rest of my life. So yeah. it's really just a blink in time. Like I know for a lot of people it's tough to find three weeks or the finances might not be there. Yeah. But find some soil that changes. For some people it might be going to church, you know, like mm -hmm. every day for three weeks, like in the morning, you know, Most like Sundays, <laughs> like, like, yeah. you know, something yeah. like it is change the soil, go on some sort of journey. Like, I'm blessed enough to have the finances to come do this. And I feel bad that not everybody can come do this. Like, my best friend, I was talking to her today, and mm -hmm. she's like, the most days I can get off from work are, are five days. I said, it's okay. We're going to find some place closer yeah. to America that doesn't take a Just day and so a half, Just so she can have days. a change of scenery for a second. That yeah. element of surprise. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and to have, a, have mm -hmm. a guide. Like, I had a friend reached his hand to me, said, Charlie, like, let me show you something. And then now I've got to reach my hand to somebody and say, let me show you something. So it's like, if you've experienced something in your life, like reach your hand back. In any way you can. Even just, that's one thing I love about this podcast is like, you, even if it only one person that listens, just one human being that listens, let's say gets... 50,000 downloads or whatever, but just for whatever reason, it only really resonated with one. The fact that that one life changed mm -hmm. will likely also have a trickle effect and change others. But that one life, like that one person. What that, did we say before we recorded the podcast? I don't even know. We talked about a lot of things. We said, we said, let's make history. Oh, yeah. Let's you change said. the world with yeah. this. Because if one person listens to this and it changes them, they're going to go change the world. So effectively, this conversation could change the world. Yeah. And that's like my intention going into it. Like somebody can listen to this and it could be that upside down pyramid to where me and you are at the bottom. Yeah. And the listeners are going to go take this and change the world with it and be way bigger than you and I ever could be. 100%. In that pyramid... The upside down. She's going to keep growing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> These little plants. But the thing is, is that what we're sharing right now was also gifted to us. Mm -hmm. So we're not really at the bottom of a triangle. Yeah. I don't even know where it started and stemmed from. Who came. But thank you to whoever it was. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. I think you and I are also very... Another parallel with us is like very aligned in not only like our values, but also our dreams for our soul's mission. Our well, initially, for me is, and I'm pretty sure for you, I'm not going to speak on your behalf, but like it was my human mind, my ego that wanted a certain thing, wanted to chase a certain thing that, you know, just for my own standing up. Ah, this I have this many people that are following me and because I changed their lives and it was definitely like very much an egocentric thought mm -hmm. and ideal mm -hmm. in my mind like I'm going to change a million lives and I was like yes I'm, I'm going to be the one that does this and it's definitely transformed into something that's more like no I'm really going to change a lot of people's lives mm -hmm. and it's going to change the world mm -hmm. And I know I literally just said the same thing. I hope the tone. <laughs> I 
I hope the tone made it clear. I hope you didn't have to actually hear me articulate what it was, but you understand. I will say this. I had this conversation earlier about the ego. In the ego, the ego is good. Yeah. The ego um, just should not be driving the car. It needs to be yeah. in the car. It does. It could be in the passenger seat or maybe the mm-hmm. back seat or mm-hmm. maybe put it in the trunk. Mm-hmm. It needs to be in the car, just not driving. Because I know for me, like my ego got me to a certain point mm-hmm. of like in my business success and hip hop. And it's just like ego driven and mm-hmm. like it got me to a place, but it can't take me everywhere I want to go. But it you're driving. It's like I had to switch it out. Like, okay, you're not driving anymore. Something bigger has to drive. Yeah. Like this has to be bigger than me. This has to be bigger than self-serving. And like the other day on Instagram, I had a quantum tingle to delete mm-hmm. every post that was self-serving. Wow. And I was like, if it's not significant in changing somebody's life, I'm going to delete it. I went from 209 posts to 39. I mean, like a picture of me in front of a, you know, beautiful Bali background. That was just self-serving. It's not changing anybody's life. I deleted it. Huh. Like, I only have posts that are, can significantly change somebody's life. Wow. And I was like, those other posts, those were like it's- me filling voids of like needing to feel some sort of excitement. Yeah. Or like, like what, is, what should my Instagram be for? It should be for changing lives mm. and I was like when I deleted all those posts I got uh, I got an a email from a big podcaster Jordan Harbinger um, he's one of the biggest in the world he emailed me then like two speaking engagements came in and then like just blessing 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 I was like oh so if I sacrifice anything that's self-serving and like charge my like quantum frequency to be about others like like this is what I this is how I feel about like the universe. Like there's a way to send DMs not on Instagram. Mm. Like I could slide into a DM on Instagram that's one dimensional. Like that's on a platform. Like I log into a completely different Instagram in the morning when I'm thinking about my dreams, I'm thinking about the possibilities. I'm posting pictures, that's the things I want to attract. This is in the quantum field. This is the law of attraction. I'll post pictures. I'll slide into people's DMs. I'll comment. I like their pictures. Boom, 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 boom. I'm posting stuff. Like there's a whole quantum field that's in Instagram. Mm There's communication that's existing. We just can't see it. Mm -hmm. And so like if we're relying too much on the 1D, Mm -hmm. it actually takes us out of this, 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 this quantum field of attraction and God in the universe where we're all connected out there. We are all connected, just like technically we're all connected on our phone. But this this artificial intelligence becomes like our church and it becomes what we praise and it becomes our value and it becomes like our worth. Like, oh, this picture didn't get enough likes. Let me delete it. But in the quantum field, like when we let go of that and we tap into the quantum, it's like, oh, I want something. Oh, let me like that picture. Oh, I like that house. Oh, I like that car. Or it's like, it's like I, I, I tapped into the quantum field. I was like, I want to work with Oprah. Yeah. I want to work with Oprah. 
And I'm like putting it out there. I'm sending DMs out there in the quantum field. Mm -hmm. And uh, the next day, I'm sitting down with my boy George. And I tell George, we're in L.A. at this uh, little co-working space called Noya House. And I said, I said, George, man, I really want to work with Oprah. He said, oh, that sounds nice. <laughs> but I tell everybody my dreams mm -hmm. because the the root origin of the word abracadabra mm -hmm. means as I speak, I create. That's why I was wondering why you share all your dreams out loud. Yeah. I tell everybody over and over because as I speak, I create. Like our yeah. words have power. Yeah. That's why I speak to my journal with my magic wand and your magic wand. Yeah. So I tell my boy George, I want to work with Oprah. Two minutes later, a lady walks by, a lady named Anna. George recognizes her from 15 years ago. They do their like thing, George, Anna, like, oh, long time, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just sitting there like third wheel, like, all right. Like, y'all haven't seen each other. Y'all are, like, catching up. And then George looks at me and says, Charlie, tell Anna your story. I said, why? <laughs> he said, just tell her your story. So at this time, I, nobody knew my story. Like, I wasn't on Instagram. This was a year and a half ago. I had no videos. Nobody knew anything. I had retired from my business. Nobody knew anything about me. Wow. Um, publicly. And I tell Anna my story. And uh, she pulls out a pen. And a path. I said, what are you writing down? She said, oh, well, I'm about to meet with Oprah's producer in about 20 minutes. She would love this. Oprah's producer of 25 years, Lisa Minor, came on my team, produced my entire bike ride across America, took me to television, took me. She's like, that's, that's, my, that's my partner. Like, and it was, it was just a couple minutes, but I was sending out those DMs. You were sending the out those field. DMs. It's like I'm sending those mm -hmm. emails. Like we don't have to treat that phone and that Instagram. Mm -mm. There's something. There's a whole nother one we could log into. Yeah. Like when I write in my journal in the morning, I like, I like decide like what I want. So I scroll through Instagram in my mind mm -hmm. of what I want, and I see the picture and I like it, mm -hmm. and I write it down in my notebook. If I want to connect with somebody. Like, I'm shooting a DM. It's like, I'm, I'm ready to meet my goddess. Mm -hmm. I'm sliding into a DM, mm -hmm. into the quantum field. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's like, I don't know how we got on that topic, but <laughs> something told me to, like, talk about that. Well, I absolutely love that. <laughs> that is exactly what I do for me to feel like I'm about to manifest whatever it is. Mm. Yet, what really also matters is matching our worth with that. So, mm. those whatever you had been writing down for the past few years in your stack of notebooks that you said that you've kept, lucky you, by the way, mm. for this entire <laughs> time, those are still in your quantum field. Those mm. DMs, they haven't died. Mm -hmm. They're still there. But now, you are seeing stuff come in like the Jordan what's his name Harbinger he came in along with some speaking engagements mm -hmm. which you've been calling in because now all of a sudden your internal worth 
has now matched this. Mm -hmm. And soon your internal worth will even match the point where you not only get to do a little something for Oprah, you'll get to meet Oprah, Mm -hmm. work with her, talk with her, perhaps be interviewed by her. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's just, it's got to match. Yeah. It's not going to just happen. The internal work is everything. Mm Mm-hmm. Everything. Yeah. I was I was thinking about it like um, I thought that like completing like more journeys would always like get me to that like worldwide stage, and I was like kind of hitting roadblocks mm-hmm. and roadblocks of like of like well, why why am I not growing like how I thought I would grow, and it was really like God, the universe, quantum, all of the above, Mama Bali. Mm-hmm. Saying, no, we need you to go that way. Because when you go that way, you're going to learn about love. And that's the most universal stage in the world where business, small. Sports, athletic, weight loss, that's small. Yeah. Dreams, that's big. But love, that's everything. That's everything. Everything. And that's why. All this, all the struggles I've had are happening. It just wanted me to go that way. And it took a few years for me to wake up and see. But that's why we got to appreciate the bad. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's nudging us in a direction. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate that we really only appreciate the bad when the light finally does come around. <laughs> but that... That juxtaposition makes it all so worth it. I mean, I too, as you know, just came out of a dark cloud. Mm-hmm. And I was in this dark cloud for so long, I couldn't even actually even look at Instagram for, what, 17 months. I might have wow. peeked at it for, I know I counted the other day. I was like, how long was I gone for? Wow. I just posted my first Instagram post last week. I was gone for 17 months. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm jealous. Yeah, it was actually quite nice. That's nice. It's 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 very nice. Yeah. Absolutely. I've done it twice in my life. Yeah. 12 months at a time. Wow. Best times of my life. Yeah. Like that 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 Instagram is a it's not Instagram's fault. No. It's human nature. Um anytime you attach a score to something, it becomes exactly. um a game. Yeah. So like um like basketball has a score. Right. So it's like somebody's going to win, somebody's going to lose. You know, like when you're in a yoga class, there's no score. Yeah. You know, people even try to give it a score like on Instagram. Like, oh, I'm, man, there's many followers and that many followers. But like yoga, like it's not nobody's losing unless somebody's like really torn up inside and judging somebody for not being able to do a pose. But it's like Instagram has a score. So when we make a post. It creates inferiority with ourselves because yeah. we might have had a post that had 500 likes and this one has 300, so it must not be good. Or like I'm looking at my page and I have this many followers and this person has that many, so that means mm-hmm. I'm inferior. Like, no, like Martin Luther King, Michael Jackson, they had zero followers. Mm-hmm. Zero. So the laws of human nature did not change because Instagram came around. Technically, a Martin Luther King could exist today and be able to do the same exact actions and not have Instagram and it would still work. Oh, 100%. So like this score, once you add a score to something, it becomes addictive. 
I need exactly. to beat the score. Nobody ever plays a video game, gets done with level one. And it's like, yeah, that was mm-hmm. fun. Like, no, it's like you mm-hmm. want to go to level two. So Instagram. <laughs> Yum. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you guys can just see the face you made right then. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> so <good. laughs> but no, like I, I um I would actually love to to be able to create my mission completely off of Instagram. It's something wow. I've been thinking about and yeah. how to become one of the most influential people in the world of change without using the most influential platform in the world. I have two questions for you. Mm-hmm. One what if Instagram were to take away the numbers and everyone was just posting a mm. picture and their thoughts, their feelings, their actual truths? What if that were to happen? People would delete it. Yeah. People want the game. Now. It would just become a blog. Yeah. And it would just be. People do like blogs. Just <laughs> a lot less people like blogs. A lot less. Well, people are driven, indeed, by the numbers. And they're they're thinking about taking out the likes, I guess. And the second question. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, we were talking about questions. And you always ask a specific question to what you're trying to reach, for what you're trying to reach. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-mm. No. You went over my so own were, head with my own question. Your own question. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> You if I had a like, brain, what? I would be destructive, okay? Like, I don't Leave even up. know my own concepts. <laughs> well, you have a brilliant question that you'll ask yourself Oh, when you are Oh, what looking. makes sense? Yeah. I always ask True. myself, what makes sense? Young Charlie would read lots of books and seek information from experts, which is great. Yeah, same with Young Raquel. And when I got a little bit older, aka like two years ago, like, <laughs> and I started, I started seeking last my, week. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, this is a little bit older. Um, I started seeking information from a different source, and we were talking about, um, we were talking about like Jesus, for example. And so I asked myself a question. I said, who's the most influential person in the world and why? And it's just a basic question. Like we live in a world of influencers mm-hmm. and like, you know, uh, Donald Trump, Kim Kardashian, Kanye West, you know, model this sports athlete, that influential people. But then I thought like, okay, Who's the most influential man in the history of the world? And I thought about, like, maybe it's maybe it's Jesus. So I did a Google search, like, what's the biggest religion in the world? And Christianity has more followers than any of the other uh, religions. And I was like, okay, now I know it's Jesus. So then I thought about it. I was like, wow, the man was so influential that other religions even use his birthday for time to mark time like we're in a hindu nation right now yeah. surrounded by muslim nations and they use 2019 as the date yeah like that's crazy like yeah. that's how influential he is so then i asked myself why was he so influential 
These are like just simple questions. And I noticed like he walked with the people. He was a carpenter. He was poor. He was the people. He, he didn't come up on a horse like Game of Thrones, like, I'm the savior, <laughs> follow me. Like, yeah, he would have had more than 12 followers. Like, he wasn't even very popular. <laughs> like, he had 12 followers. But that man changed the world and still to this day is an upside-down triangle. Like, he's long gone, and that triangle's still growing. People are still being saved, just like the guy who started veganism. So it's like, we were talking about speakers, mm-hmm. like uh, motivational speakers. Um, and I, I asked you, I said, who are the best speakers in the world? Mm-hmm. Because I wanted to learn how to be a good speaker. Like, I'm studying my craft. Yeah, this is one of your questions. Who Who's are the best the- speakers in the world? Exactly. It's so simple, but at the same time... That's who you should look at instead of one person. Mm-hmm. And I thought about it like, okay, most people would like, their brain would go to like a Tony Robbins or like a... That's where mine went, yeah. Like, there's good motivational speakers. Yeah. But the term speaker doesn't have to mean motivational speaker. And I thought about it. Speaking. Somebody standing saying words. Comedians are speakers, and they can sell out stadiums and have people sitting there for three hours on the edge of their seat holding on to every word. Like, comedians might be the best speakers in the world. So if I'm learning how to speak, why am I studying Tony Robbins? He can't sell out, you know, a a stadium of 50,000 people like Kevin Hart can. Like, let me study Gabriel Iglesias. Let me study Kevin Hart because they know how to tell stories better than anybody. Oh, do I want to learn how to tell stories? Why would I read a book? Why not watch a Walt Disney film and, like, study how he tells stories? The best stories in the world. In the world. Like, let's watch Lion King. That resonates with any age group. That resonates with just human beings. Yes. So these are, like, the simple questions I asked myself. Remember earlier in the interview I said... If you are what you eat, what am I eating? Is what I'm eating dead or alive? I have a brain tumor. I'm 300 pounds. I'm dying. I am what I eat. It's like these simple questions. And that's what I would love everybody listening to, to try to do. Like start like observing from what makes sense, not just taking what people tell you. Mm. Because no innovation comes from like the last war strategy mm-hmm. like war strategies change like if you're trying to fight the current war with the old war strategy you're going to lose like imagine mm-hmm. me and you are going to war you're a country and i'm a country and we met in a field and we point guns at each other like the civil war people would be like <clears throat> it's 2019 they don't do that no more <laughs> like hide behind a bush but like back in the day, they wouldn't even hide behind. They would literally look at each other. You're standing right there. I'm standing right here. We're going to point a gun at each other. Like, like that's the old war strategy. Like, this is a new day. And somebody said, well, what makes sense? Hide behind a tree. <laughs> a genius move. Like, super genius. Like, somebody actually decided to hide behind a tree one day. And then that develop the next war strategy so in our businesses and our lives we can't be taking what somebody before us always said there is stuff we could learn from them 
But also, like, ask yourself what makes sense. Hide behind a tree. Hide behind a tree. <laughs> another, another great speaker, which is not really speaking, but they are communicating words that could sell out 50,000 seats. Musicians, mm. music, music just, it's, it, it mm-hmm. tells a story, but even just the melody, it's interesting how just sound and vibration mm-hmm. give us that feeling mm-hmm. that we needed to feel. Just that simple sound and vibration. That's why people stand there for the live music, simply for that. Yeah, the person could be a great singer, but what are they really there for? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That feeling. Music takes yeah. you somewhere. Music can take you to... Like in your mind, you could be in your car. Music can take you back to high school. Music can mm-hmm. take you to a party. Music can take you to, you know, a, a, a state of memory. Mm-hmm. You know, music is a song. It's like a USB thumb drive full mm-hmm. of memories. Like I can name a song or name a year, like 2007. Yeah. And you could pull up a memory bank of songs. Yeah. Like. I'm actually not good with the years, but the times so maybe like give me a range 2006 2008 mm-hmm. <laughs> but keep going yeah and it's um the reason why music is so powerful because of the simplicity of it like like a song can get a billion plays on youtube a ted talk can get like 10 million like someone's preaching it's, it's like simplicity <laughs> is 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 powerful you know, four minutes yeah. can be more powerful than, you know, an hour. You know, it's just four minutes. It's a few notes. It's a melody. You don't even have to use that many words. Yeah. Like, I think of, like, Ed Sheeran's biggest song. Like, it was, like, the most simplest song ever. There were, like, nine notes in the whole song. Is it I'm perfect? in love with the shape of you. Oh, shape of you. It's just the yeah. simplest song ever. Yeah. But that's what works. Yeah. So, like, simplicity is... Ten Commandments. That's like a four-minute song. Like, it's the Ten Commandments Yeah. for the church. Yeah. Like, that's simple. Like, veganism has, like, three rules. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's really simple. Keep it simple. And share stories more than preach. Yes. Because that is where people, people get the message. They mm-hmm. listen. They'll get and relate to the message, whatever the story is. That's why, I mean, I love... I love entertainment because I love being entertained, but feeling something else inside of me. Aside from just being preached to. Yeah. Preaching is, preaching is decent. I mean, it's great. I think it's necessary. Preaching is indeed necessary, but along with the story. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, how else are we really going to relate and resonate? And What's I think the best that book of preaching fuels the ego because our ego is like, oh, yes, I'm going to acquire this knowledge, but stories fuel the soul. What's the best selling book ever? The Bible. <laughs> okay. And then, like, when we think about books like Alchemist, for example. Oh, yeah. It's just a little short little story. Like, these little stories. Yeah. Like, who moved my cheese? Like, you <laughs> yeah. know, it, like, like, these are like little stories about mice or a little boy in the desert. Like, these are stories mm-hmm. that are teaching lessons. It's just like the Lion King. Yeah. You know, like, stories transcend. Before we had technology, like, these stories, they transcend because it connects all the dots. Preaching is like, it's cool, 
It's cool. You can learn something. Yeah. But stories are, are everything. That's why I study. I, I really like pull out sheets of paper and like study story. Because if anybody's listening to this and they do want to communicate well, like make make your how-to video, but also learn how to tell stories too. You have a formula that you found. Yeah. Can anyone find this formula somewhere? I have a podcast episode where I broke it down. It's, it's nine steps. It's it's how I deconstruct a story in a very simple manner. Um, because in a lot of a lot of times, like stories aren't linear. Yeah. But we've got to learn how to communicate them to where people can digest them. And there is a formula. So if you go on like my podcast and look for how to tell a story. Where can they find your podcast? Charlie Rocket Show. Charlie Rocket Show. And of course, I'm going to put that link in the show notes. But okay, I really, I want to learn how to, because you, you hold so much power when you share a story. I'm so captivated. You had me in tears. You had me like grabbing your hand like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> during this and so yeah i'm gonna go listen i wanna I, I, there's something about a story that that is what's going to change in the people's hearts their lives absolutely 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 well um, can we do a quick random fire? And then I have the last question. Can't wait. Is it, we can go as long as you want. Amazing. I actually do actually have before random fire one last question about quantum. Mm. Has your perspective of it shifted since you got to Bali? Just, just more, you know, bigger belief. Yeah. Like, like your trust muscles built. Like, like you, you can add more. When you get here and like. Quantum puts somebody in your life exactly who's going to like save you. It's like I don't know which more, how much more proof I can get. I have like hundreds of quantum stories. Like I talk yeah. about them on my podcast. Like I document all of them. <laughs> like crazy. You manifested crazy. a lot of crazy stuff. So it's like that just shows me like Charlie, just believe bigger. Mm-hmm. Like just believe like you're a superhero. Like you've got superpowers. Like. Get out of this 3D world. Get out yeah. of this 1D world and, like, believe, like, magic exists. Because yeah. you know magic exists. You just got to believe bigger. Yeah. That's it. Believe. And they don't mean believe bigger as in more higher numbers, more money. No. What's bigger is here. Exactly. By the way, I pointed to my heart. I realized that we're doing an audio podcast, <laughs> which is my job, so I should know this. Second thought, second hand. All right, random fire? Random fire. <laughs> right. I can't believe this entire time. I haven't looked at my screen. We were tuned in. So tuned in. We were tapped so in. Tuned, as so you said, you wouldn't in. say anymore. Oh, I know. All right. These are fun. Well, Ready. now that you have this in your hand, I'm curious. Do you what prefer is this? Palo this is Santo. audio. Palo Santo. Palo Santo smells what like. What does it remind you of? Boy Scouts. <laughs> Camping trip. <laughs> so for the Yomis listening, because they'll get this, I Palo Santo'd him. I just like had him close his eyes and I waved it around him, especially around his third eye, yada, yada. Anyway, he was like, oh, smells like a campfire. <laughs> Brings me back to Boy Scouts. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh, 
And then if I were to like this one, Sage. I don't know what Sage is. Yes. What kind of memories would that bring up? <laughs> Hippies. <laughs> Hippie girls saying, really? you need to clean your house. Oh, dear. Well, Y'all women just know stuff. Paulo, Santo, or Sage. I'm rocking with... See, you gotta put them together. Yeah. I would like put the Palo Santo inside the stage and like have it be like a hot inside, dog. <laughs> <laughs> and just like burn both at the same time. An incense time. hot dog. I love this <laughs> new creation. All right, are you an early bird or a night owl? I would say like the most powerful times in my life are when I like was in a routine of waking up at five thirty. Yeah. Um, but lately I've been like. In a washing machine, like for the past, I would say year and a half. Hmm. Like even all I've done, like I have not been in a powerful state. Mm-hmm. So I've been sleeping later. Like I've been sleeping like seven, eight o'clock. Oh, wow. Not my happy place, but mm-hmm. like it's what my body was called to do to try to yeah. repair mm-hmm. because I have not had my cup full. When my cup is full, 530 is easy. When yeah. my cup's not full, I'm going to lay in bed a little bit longer. Yep. It's so interesting you say this. I have been uh, sometimes even 4.30 a.m., but usually 5, 5.30, just naturally wake up even today, even though I went to bed at like past midnight, midnight 30. <laughs> Last night, I still woke up at 5. But regardless, so before I got here to Bali, I, even though, like I said, have been waking up for years right around 5, I was waking up around, well, I was in Utah, I was waking up around 7 or 8. Mm-hmm. I was like, what's going on? I don't understand this. Why does my body want to wake up at this time? I don't think it's because my cup was half full, but there was just something going on. Mm-hmm. There's just, I feel different. Mm-hmm. And it was a good thing. I think that my body just needed it. Yeah. So your body just needs it right now. Bodies no are really smart technologies. Yeah. We got to like log in. Yeah. Like we log into our phones every day. Got to log into our bodies no. and listen and read and watch. Have you heard of Joe Dispenza? Uh-huh. Do you ever, have you heard one, any of his meditations? I have not. He's like a dream guest of mine. Yeah? Yeah, he's in my quantum field I'll already. I've DM Really? Yeah. My DM has been answered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I, I've, I've listened to a little of his stuff. Like he's really good on the quantum stuff. Yeah. But I... I've lately I've been seeking my knowledge from just not not learning not from people. other people. Like I've been yeah. I've been learning from from like like the government says like the military says like the fact that quantum physics exists is um is is troubling for military because it means there are no secrets. Mm. Like the information is flying through the air just like um, the cell phone. I'll talk into a cell phone. Say I'm in L.A. and you're in Bali. I call you on the cell phone. The information is flying through the air, and you can hear it on the other side mm-hmm. because there's a receiver in a cell phone that can mm-hmm. receive it. That's a frequency. What's flying through the air is a frequency, and mm-hmm. information flies through the air. Like a song can fly through the air and a radio can receive it. And somehow this thing that was silent can now be a a song. It doesn't miss a note. Yeah. And the air didn't mess up any of the notes. It's kind of like magical and woo-woo and mystical and witchcraft if you think about it. 
But the same thing goes in the quantum field. Like Nikola Tesla and like Albert Einstein were very good receivers for information. They didn't make up these formulas. They were able to receive the formula mm-hmm. and decode it into words. Exactly. That's why they're able to invent so many things like like Nikola Tesla invented Bluetooth mm-hmm. back in the 20s. Yeah. Bluetooth. He has the patent for Bluetooth. But he understood frequencies. Yeah. So he was able to tap into them and receive the information. That's why great inventors, great not. songwriters, like Abraham Hicks, she channels from like yeah. something Other else. Other like beans, yeah. Exactly. So like the information exists mm-hmm. out there. When we tap in, we can receive the same knowledge sometimes as in books. 100%. And they might not even know. They might not be aware. They're not, they might not be intentionally asking for, to channel this information and receive so they can relay this information. Like a lot of people in my kind of community do, we will sit there and we'll want to intentionally channel these messages from divine beings in another dimension especially like the ninth dimension is the big thing you know but to channel these beings to receive this other information but it's interesting i wonder how these people shift into this frequency to get them to deliver this message without even trying it just happens mm-hmm. like i was telling you about gary v in my mm-hmm. mind he's channeling this information to help people out with hustle hustle <laughs> well this thing called social media because I mean, social media has some benefits for sure. Absolutely. For example, not just connecting people, but I'm thankful for it because it's helping people wake up. They're seeing how beautiful it is for people to, to what's a different word than tap, come into themselves. <laughs> <laughs> you still said tap, though. <laughs> If you say tap one more time, we're deleting this podcast episode and we're going to have to redo it. So that is the challenge of never saying tap again. (laughs) I've got my hand on the delete button. That T word is not coming out. (laughs) Morning routine. Morning routine. Um, In Bali, it's been wake up, work out, earn my breakfast. I love that. Like... It's like working out on a fast. I've never tried that before in my life until I got here. And it's been great. Yeah. Great energy. Um, never really like understood like the in, the fasting or intermittent fasting, but it kind of makes sense. Like, mm. no, earn the breakfast. The food tastes so much better after you yes. work out too. It's like, wow, like this tastes good. But And you do that energy of... I earned this, mm-hmm. like makes it that much better. Cause honestly, mornings I don't work out, even if it's just a simple walk, like maybe if I don't feel like going and doing an intense workout, because I don't, honestly, we don't want to work out intensely all the time. Mm-hmm. That's not great for our bodies. It taxes our adrenals, but also it just puts us in this high intensity state. So, you know, you do something simple, like a simple walk, mm-hmm. a slow yoga flow mm-hmm. on some mornings, regardless, even if it's, simple yeah. even if it's easy you still learned it simple i can't yeah. wait to do simple um, you're living the simple i'm trying it's doing to be simple wonders. simple is nice um i quantum journal every morning yeah i i log into that other instagram yeah i look at pictures i send messages mm-hmm. i connect in a mm-hmm. totally different way um 
And that's that's pretty much it. And I try to eat like a a, a, a nice nice breakfast. Like I've kind of changed how I went about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm learning to listen to my body. Like mm-hmm. this week, I've lost weight. Like and I'll eat like if my body wants something sweet, I'm gonna have some pancakes. Yeah. And I'm not gonna feel guilty about it. Yeah. And I I tried that this past week and it worked. Like I'm loving myself regardless. Like I'm not attaching any negative thoughts to food. So it's like I'm listening to my body and said, ah, I was kind of craving like some nutrients, like like some vegetables, so I'll just like some green smoothies and boom, I'll soak it up. Or if it's saying like, we want sugar, like, okay, mm-hmm. here you go. Like the bodies are pretty smart. So like I'm the learning smartest. to listen to it. It knows better than our mind, 100%. Yeah. So that's my simple morning routine yeah. is quantum uh, meditate is a form of like my quantum. Like when I sit mm-hmm. down in quantum, like I'm, it's kind of like meditating. Like I'm tapping into. Ah, I gotta delete the episode. I said tapped. Ah, uh, you're this episode is about to be deleted in three, two. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. I am. <laughs> she was about to jump across the couch and uh, do not delete this. Um, but no, like I tap, 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 tap into. Um, like, I just tap into a, a frequency. It's like turning into a radio station. Yeah. Like, like what, what do I want to listen to? You know, if I want to listen to, like, calmness, I'm going to turn to that frequency. If I'm going to listen to peace, I'm going to turn to that frequency. And that's that's my morning. I try to keep it at peace. Try not to do, like, business phone calls. Good. Like, because I'll get into fight or flight mode. Yeah, that totally puts you in a reactive mode. And then my appetite increases. If I'm fight yeah. or flight, like if I'm like my me body too. thinks it needs food, mm-hmm. you know, and fight or flight for me isn't negative. It can also be just pure excitement. Yeah. Like if I'm excited about business, my body doesn't know that it's happy or sad. It's just like, okay, we're going to war. Yeah. So then it thinks it needs food. Yeah. And I'm hungry all the time. Exactly. So. So what are you going to do when you get to back home to have the trust, States? Have just trust in my team. You yeah. know, like have trust in God. Like just more trust. Like it's all going to be okay. Will you define God? Will I define? Define God. I don't know if I can. You? Mm-hmm. Me? Everything? Like it's it's like like when I, walk, when I went to the top of Mount Batur... And I hiked up the mountain through the night, 2.30 in the morning, got to the top, saw the most amazing sunrise. It was the most beautiful thing. I never understood what breathtaking meant until then yeah. because I was breathing like this. <laughs> like I was like, this is amazing. Like I was like a dog, like eating a steak. Like that's what I was looking at. I was like, <laughs> and I was like, this is too beautiful to be designed by a mathematician. Yeah. Like, this isn't mathematics, what I'm looking at. This is art. And art is the opposite of math. And I was like, that's how I know there's a God. Because science is just like math. You took a physics class, it's really math class. It's like, I, when I took physics, I was like, uh, why am I in my third math class? <laughs> like, I thought we were taking science. Right. No, science is math. Yeah. And I'm like, what I'm looking <laughs> at is not math. No. This is not just science. 
this is the most beautiful art I've ever seen in my life, and it takes something that's very conscious to design art. Because math can't make art. So I was like, yeah, I know there's a God. Amen. True that. <laughs> What's your zodiac sign? Do you know your sun sign? Mm-hmm. Guess. Random fire. Guess. Err, I'm, I'm, not, I, I'm not one of those people that can look at someone and guess <laughs> I didn't their sign. I ask for all that. I said guess. Follow instructions. But I don't want to <laughs> guess. <laughs> Fine, I'm going to say you're either a Sagittarius or a Libra. Um, my best friends in the world are Sagittariuses. Really? Yes. Um, I'm an Aries. Aries. Mm-hmm. Well... You were you wrong. I it's am okay. Way off. We've all been wrong. Mostly all of us always are wrong when mm-hmm. guessing. Oh yeah. But I believe in like that like I see too many like too many patterns for it to like be discredited. It's I haven't studied it. Right. But I mean it's just I see way too many patterns. I didn't believe it for the longest time until I actually dived fully into my birth chart, like learning my moon, mm. my Jupiter, my Venus, my mm. south node, my north node. What are you? And then, guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, hmm. Well, I know you're not an Aries because you would have said me too. I would have. Um, Leo. Yeah. Really? Yeah. What <laughs> made you say that? It was a guess. I didn't have anything. I just Do you guessed. know anything about Leo's? When's your birthday? That's just a good August. Oh. August next month. Uh, no, nah, I don't 19th. know anything about Leo's. Oh, okay, that's crazy. It was well, just a guess. You're a good guesser. Look at that <laughs> quantum. <laughs> that thought. That was a thought whisper that was planted in your brain. <laughs> what is your spirit animal? I have a spirit emoji. Oh my gosh, that's great. I don't have a spirit animal. When's the spirit emoji? The rocket emoji. Of course. Uh, uh, The rocket emoji is my spirit animal. No, that's not your spirit animal, but that is your spirit emoji. It is my spirit animal. Okay, fair enough. Because it's like transcending. And Mm. it like starts off slow, like every rocket starts off really slow Mm -hmm. to get off the ground, but it like ends up fast. Oh my God, me. Yeah. So it's like we're all rockets. Like we want to start something or we want to start a podcast. It's going to be really slow. But then it like speeds up. And it's only 62 miles to outer space. The first mile is the hardest. But when you get to number 62, like there's no more gravity and it goes faster with less effort, less fuel. And it's just it gets effortless if we just keep going. But we can't get to mile 15 and then like stop. Because we got to go all the way back down and do the hardest part all over again. So it's like I really relate to the rocket because it's like I don't have to worry about where I'm at if I know where I'm going. And I'm going to outer space. So even if I'm not there yet, I know where I'm going. And it's that way. So I'm just going to keep going. Charlie Rocket, everyone. Yay. Um, Spirit (laughs) animal to actually answer your question, though, because I want to just dodge it. Um, You know, I don't know. What would be a good spirit animal? And I'm for trying me? to think right now, actually. Like, what? Well, the thing is, maybe 
What is a what are one what what are what's an animal that ends up transforming when it's around certain and not a not a chameleon you're not a chameleon because you don't mold to mm-hmm. the beat of the own drum but you take over you take you are in your own control so perhaps even even though you're an Aries perhaps a lion, a lion. there's a lot of fire in you in some way I got like, I know you, what I you're am king what are you I'm a Yorkie. <laughs> Aww. Why are you Yorkie? Because, uh, like, I'll, I'll bark really loud, but I'm small. But, like, Yorkies, like, get their way. Like, you end up giving the Yorkie <laughs> what the Yorkie wants. If the Yorkie wants to go outside, shut up. Go outside. No. Um, I don't know what I am. But a lion sounds awfully, like, like that's, like, a cool, like, thing. Well, no, but you are leading the, like, your own... Your own way. I think I'm too messy to be a lion. Like, lions are calculated. Like, mm-hmm. lions don't have problems. Okay. <laughs> lions got the game figured out. I, I have issues um, from time to time. Um, I don't think I'm okay. as wise as a lion yet. So What's Rafiki? <laughs> Rafiki is a monkey. I, I would no, love... No, he's not just a monkey. He's... he's a baboon. He's a he's, baboon. He's a baboon, yeah. You're a baboon. <laughs> a banana. Look closer. <laughs> Rafiki, I would love to be Rafiki, but I'm afraid I'm not yet. Mm, when I'm day. like maybe like 70, I would love Feed to be yourself. Rafiki. I'm yeah. like, I feel like Simba. Like, I'm like young. Yeah, that's, like, yeah. he's a lion, but he's like a baby lion. He has, okay. he, he's like finding himself. He had to go like out into the jungle and be yeah. a hippie. And like, he had to like, he knows he's the one, but he's got to find his way. He's got to find his way. He's got to make mistakes. He's got to earn his way, and he wants to earn his way. I'm looking and for Nala. Nala, if you're out there, please come <laughs> save me from the jungle. Bring me back. She's coming. She's coming. I'm looking for you, Nala. <laughs> but not yet. One thing I feel is so, like, when you're on this self-journey, is to really be on the self-love journey for a bit. Mm. And she'll come. She'll just pop right in. Yeah, Nala will be singing along with you, popping out of the bushes. Goddess frequency. Yeah, the goddess frequency. Um, where your, where's your favorite place on earth? Mm. You know, I finally learned what the what the term home is, where the heart is, mm. because. You can take the most beautiful place in the world, and if your heart's not right, you'll hate it. Yeah. You could take the ugliest place in the world, and if your heart's right, you'll love every second of it. Mm-hmm. So it's like the favorite place in the world for me is just wherever I am, when I feel amazing about myself, or when I feel amazing about the people I'm with. Mm-hmm. So it's like that's kind of like a cop-out on your answer. Like, I think Bali no, is amazing. Not. But I hated Bali when I hated myself yeah. the first two weeks. Like, I, I mean, I'm looking at, like, a nice scenic. But then, I'm, like, thinking about an Instagram picture and, like, stuff. Like, it meant nothing to me. Like, oh, it's mm-hmm. just scenic. I don't feel good. Then I loved Bali when I felt good. Um, so, just my favorite place is where, where I feel good. Like... It'll change constantly. That's a beautiful answer. And that's true. For me, too. All right, this is the last... Actually, two last questions. So, the universe Mm -hmm. gave you 
free billboards, so at least at no cost whatsoever, free mm-hmm. billboards to just share one message mm-hmm. across the main highways in major cities all around the world. Mm-hmm. What would these billboards read? Mm. <sighs> Dream crazy, believe bigger. That's it. Those are my catchphrases. That's what. That's what I try to remind myself every morning when I'm writing in my notebook. Like, mm-hmm. when I'm writing down those dreams, dream crazy. Like, crazy enough to where people would think you're crazy. Yeah. Like, I wrote in my notebook, I was going to be in a commercial with LeBron James and Serena Williams. And I don't expect anybody to believe that was possible. And then when Nike called me and said, we want to put you in the biggest Nike commercial of all time, I said, who's in it? He said, LeBron James, Serena Williams, and Colin Kaepernick. And then they named the commercial after me. They t- they titled it Dream Crazy. They used my tagline. It was like, yeah, like, keep dreaming crazy, Charlie, because it really works. Like, it really works. And the only way those crazy dreams come true is if you believe in it big enough. Like, I believed I was going to be in a commercial with LeBron and Serena. Like, I believed. And so it happened. So those, that would be my billboard. Dream crazy, believe bigger. Yes. Followed by a comma. Cause a or a com- dot, dot, dot. No, no, no periods. No, no dot, dot, dots. A little different. So the comma means it keeps going. Like, my story isn't over yet, comma. Like, when I did that at the end of my Nike commercial, my fan-made Nike commercial, I said, my story isn't over yet, comma. comma. Because it keeps going. Brilliant. Like, I don't want a punctuation that ends the sentence. The sentence is an ending. It just keeps going. <laughs> so, the last question that I ask all of your own magic guests, how would you advise your own magic listeners to create their own magic? Okay. Magic creation comes from like the simplest thing. Feeling good. Mm-hmm. When you feel bad, it's hard to create. It's so hard. Like I'm a great manifester. And if there's like gravity and weight on me, like I can't think of the word possibilities. Mm-hmm. Like po- when I think of possibilities, when I feel good, it's got like a little like fairy dust on it. And it's like you look up to the left when you say possibilities. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like. But when you feel bad, like the word possibilities doesn't even mean anything. You can't even have an imagination. Like imagination is the key to creation. Like when we were kids, we would sit on the floor and create entire worlds in our heads. Like we would play with our toys or Barbie dolls or whatever. And we would create entire worlds in our imagination. Now imagine if as adults, knowing what we know and having the freedom and the tools, if we could have an imagination. But where did our imaginations go as we got older? It got replaced with like mathematics Mm -hmm. of like realistic things like like the greatest inventors in the world or like a Steve Jobs. They have imaginations. So you want to be successful. You want things in your life. Start with the vision because once you see something, then you can believe it. Mm-hmm. So it starts with the imagination. So to feel good, to have good energy, 
to to visualize possibilities, to write them down, to tell everybody. As I speak, I create abracadabra to look at your pieces of paper as, you know, like magic scrolls and your pen is a magic wand. And as you're writing it, always say to yourself, it's already done. Time hasn't caught up yet. Like, that's what I do at the end of it's every... already done. Time hasn't caught up yet. Like... I knew I was in a commercial with LeBron and Serena. I knew I was a Nike athlete when I thought it. Just time hadn't caught up yet. That's that believing bigger. Like mm-hmm. That's that confidence. That's that saying, oh, this is going to be easy. Mm-hmm. Like these are the secrets to creating. And it's that frequency that you put out there. Because when we have a dream, it feels so good. But then our brain triggers like two seconds later and start saying that's not realistic like mm-hmm. come on like how's that gonna happen mm-hmm. we gotta shut that part off we gotta silence that part of our brain that's gonna kick in and say something is not realistic and we gotta replace that with oh man it's gonna be so easy it's gonna be easy like like plenty of people have had magical things happen like I've even had magical things so why can't it happen again it's gonna be easy so that's, that's, that's my formula of manifesting. Whew. Man, if I could just be half as good of a storyteller as you, I'd be happy. Wow. And also that little voice you were talking about earlier, it can just take a back seat. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need a drive. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You're done driving. You're done driving. No Charlie. More. This has been real. This has been fun. I, it's night out. It's dark out. We started when it was light. Mm-hmm. Full moon. Full moon. It's even bright the out there. Strong. Like it's nighttime, but yes. like it's it's bright. Well, it's shining down. Charlie. What's up? You're amazing. Thank you. You're amazing too. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on, and hopefully, I, it. I have I have an inkling of a feeling that. You know, something, at least something, one thing resonated with one person listening. I hope so. <laughs> I have that feeling too. Where can everyone find you and connect with you? Um, Charlie Rocket Show Podcast and uh, Instagram at Charlie on Instagram. How did you get that name? Quantum. Quantum. Want me to tell you? It's a, it's a really magical story. Yeah. So, um, I had I had a dream one night that I was going to be president. And I never had, like, crossed my mind before. But, like, I woke up and I, like, called my mom and I told my friends. I was like, I think I'm going to be the president one day. And it was, like, 2042 is the number that popped up. Mm-hmm. And I was just, like, seeing the yard sign in somebody's front yard. And it said, Charlie. And it was like first name basis, like Oprah, like, you right. know, like just first name basis. Right. And I, t- I called my best friend, Scott. I said, I think one day I'm going to be known as the Charlie for the world. Like, it's just going to be first name. Like, my last name is Jabbily, not as romantic as just like Charlie or Charlie Rocket. It's a cool name. It's cool. It's a Lebanese it's name. Jabbily. I'm half Lebanese. Really? Uh-huh. That's cool. So um, a week later, I got a DM from a lady who works at Instagram. And I just got back on Instagram um, from a one-year hiatus. Um, I just had a few thousand followers. 
And um, I was just making some really inspirational stuff. And this lady, she DM'd me and she said, I'm here at the Instagram offices and oh my God, you are inspiring me so much. I said, oh, I appreciate it. She said, I've got a gift for you. I said, what, what's the, what gift? And I thought she was going to mail me something. She said, um, this has been deactivated for a long time. We haven't let anybody have it, but I want to give it to you. And oh. she gave me the name Aunt Charlie. Wow. I called my best friend Scott. I was wow. like, bro, that first name thing might be true. That, that's coming. I mean, that is coming. If that's not a sign and a half, I don't know what is one. Mm-hmm. I'm really blessed. But it's just, that it just goes to show, like, speak. Like, I'm going to I'm, I'm be a first name basis. Oh, yeah. You're Charlie. Yeah. I'm so thankful I had Charlie on my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm grateful to be here. Well, thank you. You're amazing. Dear Yomis, thank you so much, so, so much for lending your ear and taking time, valuable time for your soul to listen to this episode. Today, I am honored to provide this for you, and I hope something in this spoke to you and shifted you in some way. I would love to personally connect with your soul on, well, of course, IRL, but also on the Instagrams or the Facebooks. My Instagram, which I am finally active on, is at Raquel Mantra. That is spelled R-A-Q-U-E-L-L-E Mantra. I'll put that in the show notes. I make sure to not only see and respond to all the comments, but also send love back to you because why not? And then for you to also connect with me and this powerful tribe of like-minded individuals, high-vibing individuals to, to raise your vibrations, feel free to join us in the Your Own Magic secret Facebook group. That will also be left in the show notes. And feel free to browse yourownmagic.life. I have some free guided meditations on there and more information about upcoming retreats and events. And of course, my offering, my service is the Soul Tribe exclusive site, which is $44.44 USD. This is for life for you to receive many meditations where I sprinkle in at least one new meditation a month and the most recent one was to help you reprogram your subconscious mind to see your highest potential in a hypnotic state for example like reprogramming your subconscious mind to see your highest potential while you're in a hypnotic state along with others like activating your third eye or short simple ones to ease you into your morning or alleviate anxiety and a lot of deep imaginings which i love to do personally is to just visualize and expand my imagination so i can be more creative in my day in addition to that other soul expanding journalings to ask yourself every morning and magic challenges and other spiritual rituals yada yada (laughs) anyway i love you all so much thank you so much for listening and have a magical day